0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? We're back. Uh, Cali Death Podcast, Episode 6. Got uh, Anthony Trapney right here. We got all my resident homies, Joel, Casey, and Joseph. And uh, we got our homie, uh, another good homie, uh, Kate, Gabe Sieber. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Black Siebes himself. Uh, so we brought you in as uh, the second kind of individual thing because there's certain there's certain musicians that we we come across that in, and they just have so many bands do we can't just like bring on one other person from one of your bands because you have so many bands so we're just like let's just do a Gabe Sieber after episode so yeah. here you are episode cool. six glad to well, have you brother
1: thank you guys for having me yeah definitely dude. thanks hey, for up, hanging dude? out
0: fuck yeah sweet dude yeah so um how we usually do it, we take it back to the beat. But um, I mean, you're closest with Joel. So why don't, I don't know, Joel, you want to talk about when you first met Gabe or whatever?
2: I first met Gabe. I think this is the first time, but it was over in Sacramento at some party, right? Yeah, some outdoor at the,
1: uh, at the barn.
2: The barn. Yeah. Some outdoor it, it party. The revolver. Yeah. Yeah. And we basically, he was just, you know, I knew, heard that he was in a few local bands and stuff. And then, um, I actually then, about a year later, moved out to Sacramento and then started to go watch you. I have probably saw you twice at the fire escape in Sacramento, right? I think it was there.
1: Yeah, that was a long time ago.
2: Yeah, that was like over probably 10 years ago, right? I Um, remember
1: at the Dusty Revolver, that barn where we first met, you asked me if I had ever heard of the shattering. And I had never... I had never heard of anybody that had ever heard of that band except for me. So I was like, oh yeah, sick. This guy's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, me and uh me and uh Carrie Gear would uh constantly just try to find the most obscure random purchases from you know Streetlight and just that was one of our lucky gold strikes. Usually it was just a bunch of garbage. Yeah, but uh luck of yeah, the draw. Exactly. But yeah, no, I've known Gabe for yeah, about ten years. Um saw him opening for yeah, it was Kennedy Vale only at that time, right? There was nothing else. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, I don't even think I had done any sessions at that time at all.
2: Yeah, basically he was kind of up and coming
1: and and his
2: name was so what, this to
0: get is out there. 10 years ago, so this is 2010. All right. So how old are you Gabe, if you don't mind me asking? I,
1: I will be 30 in two weeks.
0: Okay, so you got a lot under your belt for only being 30, dude. Um, <laughs> I wanna go all the way back to the beginning then. So what made you decide you were gonna be doing music?
1: Um, I had always kind of been into music when I was younger. My grandma who actually just passed past two weeks ago. Um, She always had us in piano lessons growing up, me and my brothers. And so, you know, as a kid and you have to do something, so I didn't want to do it. So I took piano lessons for a couple of years and I was like, "Eh, I don't want to do this anymore. Now looking back, of course, I wish I'd stuck with it. Um, But then I started playing like guitar a little bit and picked up a bass and just kind of started messing around. And then my oldest brother got a drum set from a yard sale, it's like an old 70s, slingerland jazz kit and he picked it up at a gar- garage sale for like a 100 bucks or something and that was over at my grandma's house and it was like as soon as i sat behind the drums for the first time i was like it clicked i was like that's it that's what i'm doing
3: Hell yeah Dude, i was probably awesome. about
1: 14 15 at the time
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of <laughs> the same age that i really decided i was going to get serious with music too
1: yeah that's when because i was into skateboarding and i was doing bmx and Baseball and basketball and stuff like that, and it was like it was almost instantaneous. As soon as I sat behind the drums for the first time, everything else just fell off the map for me.
2: Totally was like, was like uh, Kennedy Vale your first band that you?
1: Ever no, did, I had another band uh, with Rocky and Joel Barrera. Oh, that's um, right. yeah, yeah. It was Wretched Dawn was my first band. We were all oh, 15, okay. 16 at the time. It was like it was Carcass worship. We did Exhumed covers and Carcass and Impaled, and it was very gore metal. We would have like a um like a medical dictionary and that's how we would write our lyrics
0: yeah, yeah yeah dusty uh the previous vocalist of severed savior he he was one of the first things that he told me he was like dude you got to get a medical dictionary yeah it was great. i never even used the <laughs> thing, dude. i think i sold it on ebay i looked up one he was like dude check out this word and i think i don't even know how to pronounce it it's rectocele and uh rectocele is uh when Uh, Actually, never mind. I'm not. This is. I'm gonna be thanking somebody (laughs) later on, so maybe I won't leave that. I'll leave that for another podcast. Actually,
2: (laughs) I just realized that. That's when a seal gets in a car uh, right? You know what? (laughs) Let's do it now
0: up the bat before I uh, say anything else stupid. So my uh, cousin, real quick, she, Katie and Emily uh, Barry up up near you, actually, bro. They they started making some stickers for us, so we'll 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 uh, thank you very much, cousins. I love you very much, and. We will be coming to you for a bigger order soon. Woo. All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: off of the medical dictionary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
4: So, so wretched dawn. So, are you playing music at school or anything? And and before or around that time, too? Um,
1: I think we did like a day on the green type thing at school, and we played at. When we were still just a three piece, it was just me and a friend, uh, Rocky, playing guitar. And we had a vocalist, John, at the time. We went and played at some continuation school for some reason. I don't know if it was like a Battle of the Bands thing or something. None of us even went to the school, so I I don't remember why we were there. But we went and played this continuation school, and that's where we met this guy, Joel, who came up and was talking to us afterwards. He's like, oh, I play guitar too. He's wearing like a death shirt or something. So we started talking with him and then, you know, he came and jammed a couple times and he ended up joining the band. But we did that for about, I want to say three or four years.
2: Nice. Nice. Oh yeah, dude.
1: It was kind of just like, you know, did you guys record down, anything? Get our feet wet, start playing shows. And... Did you guys
0: do any like uh, garage recording demo tape type yeah, stuff? Yeah, which actually yeah. I
1: just got out my old iPod a couple weeks ago. And none of it was ever released. None of it's on YouTube or Bandcamp or anything. Um, but now that I found my iPod and it still works, I want to pull the songs off and put
4: Sweet. them up. And
1: it's very raw. It's like we did it with a MacBook through GarageBand with the computer mic. And we placed it in a bunch of different places trying to get the good sound for it. And all of it sounds terrible, but you can hear everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. So That's the know, whole point, yeah.
1: enough trial and error that we got like a three song demo. And, you know, we had it. I think we maybe printed a couple just to hand out at shows, but we never did much with it. But I still think listening back to it, the songs hold up like it does sound very, you know, like a young band just trying to figure out what they're doing, what their sound is and everything. But I think it it does stand up for, you know, a couple kids making metal Paris in all world.
0: reality like with what I did in high school I can't really say that you know so like for you to say at 30 that your high school stuff still holds up like that's a good thing to be able to say that about your previous work you know
3: yeah
0: like, um, so this is so did that band make it out of high school or did it break up before high school
1: Um.
3: Uh, before you I think band? it was
1: towards the end of high school we split up mm-hmm. and there was another band in town called Fork Tongue and <laughs> My band was kind of splitting up at the same time as this band was splitting up. And Casey, the guitarist for the Kennedy Vale, was in Fork Tongue. So when they were splitting up, he came to me at like one of our last shows. And we started talking. And that's when we formed the Kennedy Vale.
2: So that, that was, the was second 2000,
1: band. 2009, I think.
2: That was the second band right after? <clears throat> yeah. Richard Dawn. Okay, gotcha. So you guys were just hitting the circuit playing the Sacramento opening slots or what were you doing? Were you doing headlining shows or what? Cause I know that you guys, when I got there, you guys were definitely one of the more talked about underground bands that was coming out of there. For, and that scene is what's up for Kennedyville
1: for Kennedyville. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it just local stuff. We hadn't really left town like our first show we did at Gilman in Berkeley. Oh, right. Um, I was just literally watching
0: a Benum show from Gilman in like 99 or something right before yeah
1: Gilman was great
2: yeah I've still never been there (laughs) I swear to god (laughs) that's like (laughs) one spot that like everyone's been to and I've never been to it's
1: like the CBGB of the west coast
2: I never got to go there either that like closed I think one of our first tours that closed right before we got there right into
1: that one
2: yeah man legendary
1: but yeah, it was pretty much from the get-go. We played that first show at Gilman, and one of the guys that worked for Unique Leader was there, and he saw us, and he ended up talking to us after the show and put us in contact with Eric, and Eric liked what we had with the demo, which was, like, it was really raw. It was 11 songs, but all the songs were, like, two minutes long. It was basically, like, glorified grindcore, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we sent that to Eric, and he was like, you know, I really like what you guys are doing, but I want to see where you're going in the future. So we went to Nick Botello, who originally was an Enemus, and we recorded one song with him and sent it off to Eric, and that was basically it. That's how we got with Unique Leader. He liked what direction we were going in.
0: So that that one song um, was your demo to get, and then you signed... And then so obviously did you you re-recorded that song did that make it on the album too?
1: Yeah, yeah, that song made it on the album, uh Trinity of Falsehood, so we did that and I think eight other songs.
0: Nice. So and what year was that?
1: Uh 2014.
0: Nice. So then after that did you guys uh get going on the road and stuff once you got signed or?
1: Yeah, once that album came out, we started um You know, playing a lot more, still a lot of West Coast stuff and, you know, trying to grow our fan base at home because it all kind of happened. I mean, looking back, it's not a long period of time, but it seems like it went really fast. Um, But we tried, you know, kept playing at home and building a fan base here. So it's, you know, we either kick off a tour or we end a tour in Sacramento and we know it's going to be a good show no matter what day it falls on, you know. So it's always, you know, either start with morale high or come home and even if it was a shitty tour we can come home and have a killer homecoming show and um yeah and then we started doing the touring we toured with origin and art spire on one tour and cryptopsy and we've done a handful of good ones i
2: yep, was just going to go I've, back to oh, go ahead. oh you go
0: yeah. ahead John.
1: no it's fine <laughs> oh, i was just
2: gonna talk about and i brought this up once other another time on the podcast about how how awesome like seeing kennedy vale play a show because you know we grew up in santa cruz i mean i did uh, playing shows in santa cruz and stuff and it was kind of hit or miss if people would show up it wasn't really that you know there was not really if it was on during the if it was during the week like you you know you're looking at anywhere from 10 to maybe 100 people if it was amazing but um sacramento just blew my mind with you guys were i mean you're kind of like the little local celebrity around there every time i i go to a show there like because you're always playing and it's always like a shit ton of people there that's like one thing that's you know, and all these bands have spawned from that, you know, all these yeah, bands that are I mean, doing really Sacramento
1: well. Sacramento has a great <laughs> scene. You know, there is like you're saying, like weekday shows don't always do great, and I've, you know, up until all this happened, or like Starlight closed and became Holy Diver, and Blue Lamp closed and everything, but I was at shows like three or four days a week, and there was always yeah. people there.
2: No, definitely. Yeah, there's. That's... there's
1: the doom shows or certain genres that don't do as well and you show up and there's like 10 people, but you know, more often than not shows are, there's usually a decent amount here. That's how I was with the pound
0: dude. I literally would go there no, no matter what, even if I didn't know any of the bands on there, I just knew that there were good, there was going to be a few regulars there that I could hang out with. And it, it just became like a sanctuary to us, even if it, but most of the time it was really good shows, you know? So it's it's cool to hear that, like, there's these big similarities in different pockets of the world, you know, like, it, it, and how it it just naturally becomes this system that works similarly to every other little pocket that we're talking about, you know, it's the same. What, when I hear you talk about um, your scene, it's like, oh. I I had those same steps and I did those same things, you know, but obviously you got much more to show for it afterwards. That's why we need to keep going. So from Kennedy Vale, when, when did, when did you get the first off? I'm sorry, which one, what's the band that you had joined right after Kennedy Vale?
1: Um, I won't say a band that I joined, but first band that offered me a session was abysmal dawn. Okay. And that was in 2011 for a tour it was a uh, Hate eternal origin cannabis corpse and abysmal dawn nice i think um no i'm sorry it was six feet under Hate eternal vital remains and cannabis corpse something like that but uh their drummer at the time scotty they weren't sure because last time they'd gone to Canada, they got denied for something that Scotty had. um, And they weren't sure if he was going to get into Canada. So they wanted to have someone as backup just in case. So I went out and rehearsed with them for a couple days. And, um, you know, everything was fine. And I was just doing the practice pads every night. um, Because we did, there was about seven or eight shows before they got to Canada. So I was just warming up and basically doing merch every night up until then but then their drummer did end up getting into canada so i ended up not playing and i went home after like two days in canada or something because i wasn't making any money and i was you know wanted to get back to work or do something
2: so yeah yeah
1: Uh, that was the first offer i got um i don't even remember the first band i actually played for that wasn't one of my own
4: Oh, what about, so Decrepit Birth is next on your, like, you know, Metal Archives page in terms of chronological session work or live work. So how yeah, is where it? Yeah, did that start But Decrepit, I guess it says, actually, Plague Widow you might have done something for first.
1: Yeah, Plague Widow I did, um, It was like a two-song split EP that they did with, it was them and a band called Oblivionized, who I think was from Germany. Um, so they did, like, two songs each, and I just did two play Widow songs, I was just a a session, a studio session. I didn't play any shows with them.
4: I I actually did play a show with Plague Widow back with another old band of mine. And they okay, sick.
1: nice, yeah. Hal uh, is yeah. great, and Hal actually Jose, yeah. the guitar player from Plague Widow. He did our first album cover.
4: Uh, oh, cool. the the Kennedy Vale cover. Yeah. Oh Her, wow.
1: I don't know if you would find it on the Metal Archives thing for us. Um, but it was like our demo thing, uh, before Trinity, of uh, Austin, okay. before our unique leader. Yeah,
2: did, did party Trinity? Who did Trinity? It looks familiar.
1: Trinity was Ken, uh, Ken Serafin. He oh, was the vocalist yeah. from Vale of Noth back vale of in the Knot, day, yeah, back nice. in the day, like five years ago,
2: yeah, yeah. Now, he's a super amazing artist. It's is he yeah, still doing great. art for, for other he bands? He is, and stuff?
1: but he doesn't do much band stuff because he does like sports team stuff, he works for the Rockies and stuff. Oh, like wow. that. so he's designing all like. The bigger stuff that you know people actually pay them for not death metal bands <laughs> yeah
2: definitely so decrepit birth you joined that what what year did you join decrepit what was the first
1: tour It, was, it was a tour. Um, matt and i started talking i think in about 2012 and okay. i think it was just through i guess it was facebook at the time i think you just seen stuff that i had up on youtube which was probably looking back i would i think i've actually taken everything down from then because it's all terrible but i think we started talking in 2012 and the first tour i did with them was a european like festival run
2: oh damn that's, what, that's um, a definite introduction
1: or actually wait no so the first one yeah. was a u.s tour we did like three weeks in the u.s and then we had a week off and then we went to europe for a bunch of festivals how was europe It was great. Um, It was uncomfortable. We were in a little van and the seats didn't recline and there was like seven of us and all our gear and no trailer. So it was uncomfortable and I don't think I really slept for the whole two weeks we were there. I think by the end of it, I was like hallucinating, like trying to sleep in the van and waking (laughs) up So no like bunks weird dreams, and not knowing what's going on. No, it was just a regular Sprinter van, just seats that don't oh, recline. It was terrible. Yeah, it was really <laughs> the Sprinter is crazy. Too. Well, crazy, Sprinters yeah. are
0: even like more claustrophobic because they're like not they're like narrow. They're like tall and narrow.
3: Yeah, so it's, like mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it wasn't even then? bench
1: seats. It's just individual like buckets. Oh, that everyone had. Mm. But the shows were great. Um, the first show we did. Actually, funny <laughs> story about the first show was brutal assault so there's like 10 or 15,000 people there and after the sound check I'm talking to the sound guy I'm like hey I gotta go back to the van I gotta run to the parking lot do I have time to run back real quick it's like yeah 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 no problem but you know the sound barrier he doesn't I don't think he knows what I'm actually saying so I run to the van and grab like headphones and whatever else I needed and as I'm coming back I hear the intro playing and I'm like oh fuck Oh and my God! As I turned the corner to the stage, everyone's like, "Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, hurry up!" That was the second time the intro had played, so they played <laughs> <laughs> they played the entire intro <laughs> while I went to the van, and they were playing it again while I was coming back. So I like barely got back before they would have had to play it a third time.
2: Did everyone just give you the stink eye? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was only uh, Conrad, the bass player, who has only filled in in Europe for bass. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was like, "Don't do that again," and I was like. What, the guy told me to go I, I don't know. <laughs> my first tour fuck off
2: <laughs> yeah. that's a nightmare yeah, so that
1: situation that was a funny story about that and then yeah. we're on our way to the second show so just after that one and the van is just black smoke and is uh... broken down so we all get out and he takes the van somewhere to get fixed so we have to miss the festival in Switzerland but we're broken down and stuck in Prague so it's not that bad So there's worse places to be broken down in the world for sure. Mm -hmm. And it was like the party town and everyone's out until six in the morning, hanging out and drinking and everything. So it was like, we still had a great time. Uh, We actually met, I think it was Chris from Devourment. We were just walking around and we had Paul McGuire with us. He was like our tour manager at the time. And we were just walking down the street and he saw Chris from Devourment. So we ended up hanging out with him and some of his friends
2: do you have like a reoccurring nightmare, like a stage nightmare from that? Because that's like sounds like exactly something right out of my dreams, where something's already playing and you're like out in the parking lot, like what
1: the fuck's going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not necessarily from that. I think when once we get to Abbott, I'll tell that story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you did the the European tour. Anything after that, or you just filled in for that and then? Were you were you uh, considered a member or were you a touring member or just doing that one tour? Just, what was the? Uh,
1: I mean, at the time, I think it was just they needed help with the tour, and that was it. Um, but then you know when other tours came up, and they still didn't have a drummer figured out, or Samus wasn't touring already at the time. He was kind of done and over it, or whatever he had going on. Um, so yeah, it's never been an official thing, but it's always kind of like. I get the first grab at it. You know, my name is the first in the hat, but if I can't do it, you know, bands are going to do what they're going to do. And if Matt needs to find a different drummer, like he has in the past with uh, Matt from the Zenith Passage, he did a tour. And, you know, everyone's got to find a way to make it work.
2: Yep. Yep. So um, what did you do? I mean, was there, was it jumping? When does Abbott come into the picture? Because you mentioned that.
1: two thousand. 16. Like,
2: okay, so let's jump on a few years. What On Metal Archives, what, what else is after Decrepit? <laughs> oh, i catch <laughs> He's
4: gone. <laughs> that's, that's my cue. Uh, well, you have, you have a little Gary Busey Amber Alert in there. Oh, okay, um, that's Alter Beast. Um, so Yeah, that's now Alter Beast. Yeah, before it
1: was Alter Beast, it was Gary Busey Amber Alert, and yeah, I came in just before they recorded Immortal and that was their first album so we recorded that with Zach Oren and we released it in 2014 and then i did a tour with them with the black Dolly murder suicide silence and chelsea grin
0: and Is that when you met Dan Kenny yes right on so you spent uh, how much how much time did you spend with DK i
1: think it was i think it was 30 shows 31 shows right on so it's a good so one so you guys
0: would have gotten to know each other then Thirty yeah. days on tour,
2: you yeah, does, does he remember good. you? I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we he saw not. each other at NAMM, and he was like, "Who's this fucking?" Family? That motherfucker. Oh, that's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> he's coming. He's going to be a future guest. We're yeah, going to get him on.
1: Could be. Yeah. I remember uh, they were uh, calling him Dan Kenny Baby Legs because they were like trying to get him off the bus one night. And he was just kicking his feet up in the air. <laughs> I don't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sounds about right <laughs> Yep, i was just about to say a variation of that too yeah we love a you a thousand bro. stories for that guy
2: <laughs> god i think everyone does that's ever been in a band with that he's, guy
0: he's my he's my brother he's my best friend dude he's the great one of the greatest dudes i've ever met in my life out. <laughs> all right so back on track so we're i'm sorry I've, i got up for a
2: second where would we leave it off did Ultra Beast do any tour? I mean, besides that Black Dahlia tour, was that it? Did you? Uh,
1: no, they. So after that tour, I was out of the band for a while, and they toured. with They did a tour with Abiotic, and they did one of the unique leader tours with, like, I think it was Aeon Origins, Eruption, Bloodletting. Was it? A blood yeah, one lighting? of the Bloodletting tours. Yeah. So they were doing that, that tour, tour yeah. but the drummer that was filling in for that tour had to leave a week early. So I flew out for the last couple of shows of the tour, did like Philly and St. Vitus and.
0: So real quick before you go, keep going. I I've always wanted to like ask somebody this. So you learning material as quick as a touring drummer would have to do, like on the spot. Like, tell me like your tricks and and all that stuff to to pack all that in real quick before you go out and do this thing
1: um basically just i don't listen to anything else mm-hmm. i could i could
2: uh, i could definitely vouch for that i know me and gabe would go see uh shows over in the bay area together and he just it would just be a continuum non-stop it's like it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's the new continuum that's cool it's like all right this is the sixth time all right let's, <laughs> it. let's keep it going i guess you gotta learn it man you gotta go on that tour that sounds like a pain in the ass so yeah Yeah. Yeah,
3: continuum was not easy (laughs) to
1: learn
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i remember you were tripping a little bit but you nailed it so as you always do
1: thank you uh but yeah it's basically everything is on repeat and i write notes and you know whatever i have to do if i if i'm writing notes because i don't know how to write like legitimate drum tablature so i'll just be like Slayer beat, four bars, blast beat, two bars, double bass, six bars, and then kind of write it out that way, if that makes sense to me. And then I'll just Mm -hmm. play along as many times as I can or need to, and then, you know, revise my notes and change things here and there. And are you taking uh, cues
2: from the guitars and stuff at all? Or are you just listening to the drums? um, Yeah, Yeah,
1: definitely cues. And that's kind of what I do, too. When I'm in that phase of listening to everything on repeat, I'm memorizing the guitar more so than the drums. So yeah. once I have all the guitar parts memorized and know, like, you know, certain cues or is there a stop here that I need to catch or anything else. And then after I kind of figure out the guitar, I'll start going over the drums and making notes.
4: Wild dude. And even How like writing
1: it? it on my snare and stuff, whatever I need to do. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Is What's that similar to you? You've had to learn a set. What's what? Uh Sorry. sorry i was talking over you just, I, I, asked, so I was just
0: gonna ask you the same question but you can go ahead go
4: ahead uh i, I was just gonna ask like what's the fastest you had to get a set together like a um, week, few days
1: the, i think the faceless um they hired me to play two shows and i had 11 days from the day they contacted me until the day we were on stage
4: damn Wow. how many songs
1: i think we played 13.
4: jesus Christ. so i actually was wanted like, to ask about that yeah they had hit me up three times prior
1: so they had hit me up three times already and you know of course i'm already a fan of the band um but they had hit me up once for like a summer slaughter tour and then their drummer ended up doing it and then they hit me up for another show so i was like learning the songs and had the clicks um and then their drummer did it and then it was like a year or two later they hit me up for this and i'm like all right i still have some of the clicks i'll Give it a shot, you know, because it was less than two weeks away. So even knowing like one or two of the songs already is still like so much to try to cram in. So that one I definitely had a lot of notes for. And it was like I took some days off work and figured out a babysitter and everything and just all day every day I'll just at the drums and
2: that's probably run, one run, of right. those bands where you you think you know the songs until you got to learn it <laughs> and you're like oh, yeah yeah oh, you can air yeah, drum yeah. that
1: yeah. stuff all day it's like necrophagus everybody can air guitar those solos everybody knows those solos but put a real guitar yeah. in your hands and good luck you
5: know? you're talking about the faceless right <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah yeah
5: I actually jammed with them uh, once before the our decrepit tour with Black Dahlia in 2008 so it must have been 2007 yeah and i like totally like could not like there was a couple songs where i like i was like i just i like didn't listen to it enough you know and i was like that part's tripped out i didn't like put enough time into like figuring out that weird part and i like i was like shit i don't even know i have to like <laughs> I yeah there be, like, on this. i got stumped like a couple times and they're like part. oh yeah but it was like rad to play like i had a good time with them they're, they're, they were super cool dude i mean everyone was super nice it was like what steve was playing and then it was like brandon on bass and like back in the you know and um we, we had a lot of fun and we like, we like went out to get Mexican food and all that and stuff. But uh I was like, dude, guys, I have not put enough time into this to like, you know, like it, it was like a decision. If I'm going to even do this, I, I need like a lot more time. So that's insane that you did that. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Yeah. It was, that say.
1: one. I definitely had a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> I know it's that shit's not easy, dude. It's really good. Yeah. It's well, you know, it's, it's great music. Yeah. and
1: There's that. yeah, so many different, yeah. signature changes and everything so it's yeah yep it, weird bars or like they'll have a, a seven eight for one bar come out of nowhere and stuff like that so
5: yeah, yeah. shit. Uh, 14, 14, right? <laughs> well you just you, it's not something to be taken lightly let's
1: put it that way <laughs> yeah you gotta like yeah, really Michael's invest crazy. Into it. yeah. crazy music yeah
4: really. uh yeah so tell us about getting the uh, the abeth gig
1: um so that came after the kennedy vale had toured with psychoptic and a few months later um dave haley the drummer of psychoptic contacted Dive. me he's like uh Dive. hey i got a band that needs a drummer for a tour i can't really say who it is but you know i brought you up and they checked out your videos and are interested and i was like okay yeah sure you know it's like anyone that's contacting dave is you know, probably someone that is well into the scene and, you know, Dave wouldn't hit somebody up for across the world for a band that isn't really doing much. So I'm talking with him for a while. And then he's like, Oh, it's for Abbott. And at the time, I didn't even know Abbott had his own band. I didn't know he was out of Immortal. I didn't know there was any, you know, any drama happening there. And I was like, Abbott, like the Abbott, like Panda faced Abbott. like yeah and he can send me some songs so i started talking with the bass player and that one i didn't have a lot of time for either i started talking with them in december and they wanted to fly me out like january 3rd and their set was like 25 songs they sent me almost 30 songs i was like i can't learn all this and especially like the older immortal songs where it doesn't matter how many times you listen to it the recordings are so bad you don't know what's going on and so i learned all the newer stuff that had good (laughs) recordings and stuff from like later immortal albums were fine and sons of northern darkness and the albeth self-titled album was good um but yeah some of those older songs like even having battles in the north yeah so so what
0: did you what did you do with the songs from what you're talking about like how did you learn those if they were
1: well, so so I learned what I could. I think I learned 17 or 18 songs and they flew me out a couple of weeks after we started talking. And I was in Norway staying with them for three weeks before the tour started. So we were rehearsing, you know, every day or a couple days a week trying to get all the stuff down. And a couple of the old songs they just scrapped. where it's like, we're not going to play these, which was a load off my shoulders because I didn't want to play like, those. Yes. And I couldn't understand them anyways. And, <laughs> you know, I would basically have to like sit with Abbott and rewrite drums to it. Now that I'm actually sitting in a room with him, I can hear what the guitar is doing.
0: Yeah. And put accents where you, where you would think they should be or whatever.
1: But we did about, it was like a 75 minute set. Sometimes we would do a couple extra songs. Sometimes you would swap out songs. And remember there was one time we started playing uh, In My Kingdom Cold, but we hadn't rehearsed it prior. We were like already halfway through tour and he's like, Hey, I want to play this one tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So it's like, now that song's on repeat, pissing Joel off. And we're (laughs) listening, I'm listening to that and trying to get all the parts down. And we play it next night at sound check and it sounds okay. And we play it that night. I was like, fuck, I can't believe I pulled that off.
2: (laughs) Hell yeah, (laughs) dude. And those are big shows too. Those were like no joke shows, right? Yeah,
1: most. Well, that the European tour was a behemoth. So every show is sold out.
2: Jesus you just give me all, right. all your stories give me anxiety like, i'm like, shaking, like, about, like joel's gonna have joel's there. gonna have
0: nightmares where he is you, <laughs> and now he's a drummer they're, they're gonna have the drum yelling at be him like, what the fuck abbott is, is yelling it? at him from a norwegian forest like <laughs> joel you better fucking get this dude and then i'm gonna he wouldn't say dude
3: <laughs>
0: but this is cali death fest so he says dude <laughs>
5: <laughs> Death Fest
2: again. Oh, I, Death I, Fest. again keep, I know it keeps calling it the Cali Death Fest. God just damn it, it dude. I had
5: to catch you on that one, dude.
2: I know. I'm no, no that's good. Too dude. Funny. No, I, you know what's
0: so hilarious. funny is before this one, I was literally like, Cali Death Podcast. Cali you're, Death Podcast. Like practicing Cali it, Death like, Podcast. Like, oh, yeah, it. Cali Death Podcast. Cali Death Podcast. All right. The host is waiting for me. Cali Death Podcast. <laughs> Cali
4: Death Podcast. Casey's
0: going to bring me in soon. Cali
3: Death Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
4: as far as all i right. could tell there's cali metal fest and then there's california death fest but hey, nobody's called hey, cali hey. death fest yet i'm so. already <laughs> fucking it
0: up already dude so, so now it's no, new no no
4: thing. no so this we we need to own it and yeah and, i was
0: just to say we're gonna start our own festival it's <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. death fest yeah. we're gonna get sued we'll by the california death fest <laughs> cali death podcast fest uh. <laughs> anyway <laughs> 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 all right it's too much uh. let's move on no <laughs> uh so, so the point is right.
5: i, I, I want to add to that that that, that uh, is really yeah. cool though dude that like yeah you're just like taking these gigs just like you have balls man you just say like, yeah. yeah, whatever dude let's just fucking go for it and that's awesome i respect that it's
3: cool
1: yeah i think as as long as i get enough mm-hmm. time like of course with certain instances like you know normally i would want a couple months to prepare but then if a gig like that comes up like the faceless or Abbott, and it's like well that's a pretty fucking good name yeah i want to put my name behind that so and you know a lot of that stuff it's not super technical it's not like you know continuum and the faceless are a lot more difficult to learn than abbott songs oh sure it's a little more, yeah, yeah. A little more straightforward so if i don't to have to be honest
0: i haven't really listened to too much of it but is it just straight black metal still or
1: it's kind of like um it's almost Rashid. more rock and roll than black metal okay yeah. it's mm-hmm. rock and roll with with a groove like death and roll yeah it's very it's very black and roll yeah
2: yeah yeah Yeah, that was really actually that was completely like thrown for a loop when i first heard uh immortal i was thinking like this is going to be some legit black metal and it was like kind of thrashy like it was like it's like really like kind of death and or black and death thrash rock you know oh speaking of which dude um but you have a drum video, Gabe, of you playing
5: that first song. I, I keep bringing this song because I love it so much. But that first song on Demu, uh, Puritanical, the yeah, blessing. I mean, blessings yeah, upon yeah, the throne of tyranny. Song is so great, <laughs> and you <laughs> yeah, have a I video of you one. playing that, that, right? And it's yeah. so sick, yeah, dude. I saw that entire so
1: album and the old man's yep. child album in Defiance of Existence, like where Galder and Nick Barker are working together. It's all, so it's all, Nick Barker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, I
0: saw, yeah. I saw, I saw Demu and. Cryptopsy to support that album at a uh, Great American Music Hall on, is it Broadway? In San Francisco and uh, dude, it was amazing I mean, Cryptopsy, Cryptopsy was amazing and they had a, vo- I can't tell, I can't remember his name, but they had a vocalist only for that tour and I thought he was fucking great, dude I was like, this guy is going to be sick on the next album and then he just wasn't in it anymore, but um dimu came out they were supporting that album nick barker was still on drums and it was it was a spiritual experience to watch that because he did the intro live on the keyboards and all that shit and i was just like dude this is amazing and then they go right into it the song that you're talking about casey just like oh yeah dude we're here and we're fucking happening right now that's
1: awesome. right. yeah i've never got the chance to see him unfortunately i'm still still waiting for that chance
2: yeah so epic, the
0: video is you playing that I, I mean i i know you could easily fucking tear that shit up by watching you play so for a song like that um obviously it's it's is it i don't want to say that it's easy to learn but it's like when i listen and look at you play it's like That seems like a a song that might be pretty easy for Gabe Sieber.
1: Well, the thing about Nick Barker is he's very subtle with his accents. Nothing Mm -hmm. he does like screams flashy or complex. But once you start really breaking down how he writes songs, there's just, you know, something changes every measure. So if he plays the same thing for eight measures every single measure is like he's going to add a splash somewhere or he's Mm -hmm. going to do an off time Mm -hmm. china thing somewhere there's like it's very subtle it's not you don't listen to it and say that's that's um... a technical drummer but once you really break it down it's like you know he has a lot of cool ideas that you can listen to it 50 times and then you'll still be picking up new things you haven't heard before he's
5: so solid of course you know it's awesome all right. Yeah. And so, feet and so wait, yeah, just, his... just just real quick. Um, did uh, <clears throat> so you said that you've never seen Nick Barker?
1: Yeah, I've never seen Nick Barker or yeah. Yeah. Here.
5: yeah, totally. I've never seen Nick Barker live either. But I think our our friend David has like um our the old uh, original guitarist from Odious. Um, he he went to go see him like in high school, and like Damn. it was, like the nineties. Like it must have been ninety i don't know like 99 or something like that or maybe two i don't know i think he was still i'm i'm assuming he was but cuz we 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 were all still pretty young and like not like super like experienced with all these shows we were just starting to go to shows and everything and uh he like comes back i think that was the first one i mean i think that was like the earliest one like before which band we, did you see yeah. him
0: with do you remember
5: he went to some show in la and it was cradle of filth oh yeah, okay so sorry still, i forgot yeah. to so it's now. definitely yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it's definitely early. It this cradle of was filth cradle. Yeah, yeah. yeah
5: yeah yeah totally and um and dude, he said it was like the most insane show. And he's like ninth, tenth grade. He like went, you know, with our or like our friends. And uh, because like we were like super kind of like new to that whole thing at that time. And like he's like he's like, like I got I've never been to a metal show at that point. And he, and he comes back and he's like, dude, the like the the kick drum sounded like snare drums or something. You know? So
3: <laughs> I
0: think
1: that um, I found a new religion. Yeah.
0: And was <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like snare? Like I couldn't. Have, I think I like, that if I remember correctly, if we talked because I, I. uh <laughs> I, it, if I talked about Cradle with David, I think that Cruelty and the Beast was his favorite album. And I think that is from is that, that, is that, era. that era. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think cruel, or, uh, <laughs> Dusk and Her Embrace, I think it was like 96, 97. So it's, then Cruelty and the Beast was right after that. Did Obviously, he go from, I liked Cradle of Filth a lot in high school. <laughs> did, did he go from that to Demu after that? Was it? Uh, yeah, I think it might. Straight. I don't think that... They well, old man's child, but that was later, so um but old
1: man's child has never even played a show, they just put out albums they
0: he just did that yeah okay and yeah. uh but and it's and been a different dr-
1: drummer on every album
0: mm-hmm yeah. and uh but they brought the guitar player of old man's child into demu yeah. galdar galder yeah galder yeah, yeah um but I don't think that there was anything else between then i didn't really fo- i mean i didn't follow him like- you know like follow every footstep i just was really into cradle was really into dimu and then later on old man's child when he did that album i checked that out well i actually listened to old man's child before that album too but yeah now we're into norwegian black metal too much we need to move (laughs) back on to gabe sieber mr black of vengeance so now, Abath. Okay, so that, was that successful for you? That that tour, that Abath tour, did yeah. that get? Did that get you some more notoriety where people, more people, might be calling you for session stuff? And
1: um, I, I don't know if I could say that I have gotten more work from doing that directly, um, but I know it did kind of put me in a new light for different bands. Like at the time, Behemoth drummer was going through some issues. And I know like the, the tour manager for Abbott was telling me like, you know, like these guys might hit you up and like talking about behemoth. And I'm like, well, shit, I hope they do, you know, but nothing ever came from that. But that was when they had, I think Crim filled in for a couple of shows and even their drum tech had filled in for a couple festivals for them while their drummer Inferno was like going through whatever he was doing. I think he had had a kid recently and was just going through you know personal life stuff so he couldn't do some of the shows and everything but i don't think anything directly came from that Mm -hmm. but like a uh... drummer video came out and they did a a video of us playing in denver and that video has a lot of views and stuff like that so i think it it did help in that aspect
2: how was Abbott the personality of the man because that guy's definitely one big personality right
1: yeah and he's he's fantastic any videos you see that's like him all the time he's Jeez. he's nuts and he's super fun to be around but he's also can be very intense and when he gets into that mood of you know i want to watch kiss videos until six in the morning like you're not sleeping <laughs> like, i'll be like dude we gotta drive all day tomorrow we got a show tomorrow night and he's like one more one more watch this Eric car drum solo i'm like fuck, oh, dude it's five in the morning i gotta go to bed <laughs> it's like no one more one more <laughs> have another drink like oh shit all right
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't say no
1: yeah but he's a he's a sweetheart yeah, i love the guy he was that's awesome super dude. fun to be around yeah
0: that's really cool to hear for sure so then after the end of that where do you go from there
1: um that was just back home and back to writing um with the kennedy writing with kennedy kind of sat down and we had a couple songs that we had been working on and we had one new song that we had been playing live and that's the song we did on the psychroptic tour when i met dave and before he hooked me up with those guys and everything and we had i think three or four songs pretty much wrapped up and then zach auren had hit us up and was like hey i'm trying to book a few dates in december i think it was and he was like i'll give you a good deal if you book this with me and i was like yeah sure why not so we booked a few days with him and we were going to do like all the guitar ourselves and send DIs and vocals and everything. So, um, or are not vocals, just guitar and bass DIs. So we were going to do drums and vocals with Zach and he was going to mix and master everything, but this was already like July or August. So we had less than half an album ready and went ahead and booked the dates anyway. So it was like, you know, we're giving ourselves a, a solid timeline, get it done. We have a deadline now whatever you can write until then great if it doesn't get done then you know the album's gonna suffer so i think that kind of lit a fire under us and we started writing and even up until like the week we're supposed to record uh one of the songs dawning of wrathful deities we had about three riffs for and we're still trying to figure out the rest of the song like the day before recording so he comes over and we lay down a couple more riffs and i'm up until like you know, three four in the morning just rearranging it and swapping riffs around and trying to figure this out i'm like we're recording this tomorrow for the album it's going to be there forever it needs to be good and it ended up being one of my favorites on the album it's like very black metal demo board gear sounding so i think it ended up really cool uh, that
0: that uh that aspect of getting it done right before you recorded it is i would think if you succeed at that then that Also, would be the foundation of why that would be your favorite song because you knew that you put in all that right before, then you succeeded in getting it laid down and it sounds good afterwards. So, of course, like for me, that would be the one that I would always at least stand out for me too because I'm like, dude, we got that one done right before. And there's
1: even, there's mistakes on the final recording. Like, if you listen to the album, I can point out mistakes to you in that song. But, like, it still, to me, it gives it that human feel. It's like, you know, we busted ass on this song and we couldn't figure it out. And then the day before recording it, we finally got it and then we recorded it. And it's like, well it's it is what it is you know mistakes and mm-hmm. all it's, it's, yeah it's mistakes tr- give
0: it characteristics
2: yeah you know? that's true true gabe sieber fashion just under pressure
3: <laughs> 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 <Both> <laughs> get
2: thrown to the fire yeah, it's yeah, not
0: yeah, yeah uh, i would say out of everybody <laughs> that we've had so far gabe is definitely the one that likes to work under pressure even if you
1: <laughs> can't admit it either. yeah somehow it works for me. Yeah, it definitely works for the me. The more dude. time I give myself, the more time the more likely I am to screw it up somehow. Hey dude,
0: it's like you gotta <laughs> find whichever way makes you put make the output, you know. If you wanna yeah. stay creative and continue making shit, like you gotta find the way that you do it best. And yeah. if it is feeling stressed and fucking like like oh uh, the, the test is tomorrow, you know, like that makes you um produce then that's how you are as an artist you know yeah yeah
2: you gotta get it done you got it it's like
0: resistance is like the biggest fucking thing for an artist so like that is anti-resistance you know like resistance is what keeps people not making shit and it's like anti-resistance to just fucking stress the fuck out on it and do it but you have to have the the product and you you keep making the product that's what it is it's like if you're stressing and you're not making shit then maybe you should move on but gabe zeber is showing you that the stress is worth it if you want to put in the time and the effort yeah which uh
5: which project has like been the most like intimidating for you
1: um probably Abbott just because really? that's that's someone that you know growing up I would turn on music choice and see like old immortal videos of them in the mm. forest and doing all this crazy <laughs> shit and I was like totally. that's, that's someone I never in my life would have expected to met let alone play for
2: yeah mm-hmm. so that's cool that was
1: that was pretty daunting you know and Did they play to a click no
2: no Oh
1: i uh, I wish i was playing to a click is a nightmare to me i I
5: did you play to a click with decrepit yeah yeah i didn't but i heard that they did after like uh, um i think samus used one and then you did
1: yeah i've never played a show with decrepit without one and which i'm thankful for like
5: yeah that's cool because i
1: didn't play to a click before that either so i think decrepit birth is the first time i played to a click and it's changed my life i'm like i don't even want to play with a band if they don't use a click unless you're Abbott. but
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally yeah Yeah. so my question my sorry let's cut you off casey i was just gonna say because i don't even know uh (laughs) to drummers that have all these different changes in timing in their songs and they say they play to a click so is it a pre programmed click that plays throughout the song for you
1: yeah everything is mapped out like ideally what and i it's like in your do, in
0: ears is in ears that you guys have the click yeah okay
1: yeah so i just have it in my ears and ideally for me like i have done shows where it's only the click like with the kennedy Bell okay this song's at 240 so i just put on the click at 240 and that's mm-hmm. it but ideally i like to have the pre-recorded guitars and then put the click to that or backing yeah. tracks and whatever so I was i'll gonna have to ask yeah pre-recorded guitars click and then my trigger going into my ears for sure yeah and then i don't need anything else i don't need monitors and you know i have all i need and i can't hear anybody else i can't hear the vocals i can't hear the guitar player what they're doing live if anybody messes up you know figure out where i'm at because i i'm on the recording
5: so yeah yeah uh, totally that's it's kind of like going into the studio you know like if you have yeah. that it's kind of the best way to go like I, that's how i did it with matt's tracks before you know it was just like guitars with click you know yeah and it's like it's the same every time so if like you know if the engineer rolls it back it's 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 basically just it's not like the person doing scratch guitars is sitting there then they play it three times one time on accident or something you know right because that's, yeah,
0: that's like no different than a human drum machine like you're yeah. literally saying you know what i'm going to be a machine right now i'm not i'm gonna do what i'm supposed to do if you're lost i'm sorry i'm gonna continue you know yeah yeah and that totally is a human drum machine you know what's cool yeah, too though oh go ahead sorry Gabe.
1: Go i was ahead. just gonna say like if the entire band is off and it sounds like a train wreck but in my ears i know i'm still on the click like there'll be nights where you know after the show Someone will come to me and be like, "Oh, you were off at that one part," and I'll just be like, "No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't because I have it in my ears. Like, <laughs> yeah. if something is weird and everybody's looking at the band like we're off and it's a train wreck, like it's not my fault. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> where you ever... make. It,
0: that's where you make up for your stress from. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just make it to where it's like you have anti. You don't have any more stress when you're doing it. You're like, "Oh no, dude, I did exactly what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So I'm chill, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna I played sleep perfect. Good
1: I don't tonight. know what you're
2: doing. Whatever.
0: Yeah, go <laughs> sleep good tonight if i'm not in the
2: minivan <laughs>
0: yeah
2: because i gotta funny. know has there ever been a time where like you know the, the band train wrecks and you're just you're just you're going everyone's like stopped and right you're yeah. just like <laughs>
1: uh i think i think when bill broke his leg
2: oh, shit. oh yeah. yeah
1: so bill left off stage he broke his femur the hardest bone in your body yeah we bring. talked about and, it a little bit and i'm still playing you know and, and i look you, over okay. and yeah, matt's yeah. looking over the side of the stage and sean's looking over the side of the stage and i don't hear bill and everyone like that was at the show which wasn't a lot of people which maybe you shouldn't have dumped off stage but well, that's another story um <laughs> <laughs> but i see everyone looking over the side of the stage and i'm just playing because i have the clicks in my ears i'm like what
3: the hell is going on
1: and i finished the song and everyone's like are you okay are you okay i'm like oh shit something happened <laughs> like because this was at the beginning of the resonance i think and he jumps okay. off stage and he never gets back up. And I'm like, that's like a five-minute song. I'm like, where the fuck did Bill go? <laughs> <laughs> did
0: the, yeah, the guitars kept going t- though? T- he has a tendency um, t- to do that.
1: Yeah, I think Matt may have like stopped for a minute and then. Oh, is this it? This is there it. We
3: go. <laughs> is this really it? Oh yeah.
1: No, right now he's on the ground.
3: Look at the the title
1: of the video. He's He's on on the ground. That's him right there. Look at him. He's down right there. Down here.
5: He's still singing. (laughs) That's so
0: tough, man. (laughs) Fucking savage, dude. (laughs) Look at homeboy trying to get somebody's attention. We need somebody. But he's like, fuck "Fuck it. No, I'm going to keep doing my vocals. Here comes the paramedics. Oh, Jesus dude. Bill <laughs> is a fucking oh, sad. <laughs> Fuck
2: yeah, dude. Good anyway. old Robinson, dude. That's gotta Phil be one Robinson. of the most hardcore things is singing the so like leg on the ground. Dude's
0: like literally like, hey, get somebody over here, and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> He's lying on the ground. His, I imagine. I, okay, I didn't see what he looked like, but I imagine his leg like fully flipped up next to his head. Uh, he no, it. you
1: couldn't tell by looking at him that anything was wrong. And he, I know, you know I'm like, just joking. I'm yeah. putting some, he, some, he put, couldn't some get humor up by himself, it. but he was still like, you know, obviously, you <laughs> know, the vocals and everything. But then when they tried to put him on the stretcher, they're on the gurney. It was like he was screaming and picking. Yeah. Like, you know, well, it yeah, was the adrenaline not, of the situation. It was, yeah, it was not the screaming that you want to hear from Bill.
2: <laughs> mm. so that, it was oh, that yeah, fun, it that definitely. quote after. Remember, on like Metal Sucks. There was some quote where it said like, Bill as he was getting wheeled out, he's like, "You motherfucker should have caught me."
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's yelling. Yeah. Uh, that's Gabe, such has a this Bill said, story. Back to the click. Uh, has it ever happened that the click goes out? or like fucks up skips while you're playing and then you have to catch up to the click and then everyone looks at you and you're like dude it's not me it's that's happened (laughs) to me a few times that has
1: happened as well um that happened more when i was using ableton uh since i switched over to cubase i haven't had that issue Mm uh i don't think but it happened a couple times with ableton where it would stop for like even like a full bar or something. And then yeah. when it comes back in, I don't know where I'm at. So I just, I rip them out as quick as I can and just do the rest of the song without a click.
2: God. Yeah. So you gotta just be ready for that. You gotta be ready yeah. to still be in the song out of uh, the click click world. Yeah. Going so click I, world to real world. I always
1: like, even though I just have my in-ears, I still put a little bit of guitar in the monitor. So if something does happen, you know, hopefully it's enough to where I can hear it. If I rip out my in-ear monitors, I can still hear enough to get through this song.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, dude, you got to have a good laptop. You know, we were playing (laughs) with an old, shitty laptop that would, like, crashed on us. And uh, it doesn't look good when a death metal band has to stop because of a laptop, you know?
1: Yeah, if if the venue is above 90 degrees, your laptop is going to crash. If you don't have fans under it or something, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's
2: probably good to have bill in that situation. It's I've seen that video where uh, a couple times there's a couple videos out there with uh, Devin Townsend has his whole light show and everything going through his laptop. So yeah. if, if that and there are all the amps and everything, everything is going through the laptop. So if the laptop crashes, he has to restart it, which takes about eight minutes. For like everything to reload back up, and he just has to do like a comedy show up there. <laughs> like, so hey, what, would be, oh yeah, Townsend, what would be the man? He's great at that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so the,
1: the benefit
0: best. of having it
2: come through all one thing? Just organization. Just a full light show, a full like all the theatrics and everything are in the. It's all part of the click, and it's all mm-hmm. it's all coming from a central source. So, I mean, you better have a baller ass laptop if you're going to do that. But still, you're still probably going to run into issues. Like that's just it's asking. It just yeah, it makes me. Feel like Gabe right before a uh, uh, Abbott's show, like not knowing a song. <laughs> like it gives me just I get nervous. I really nervous. feel like
0: Joel's gonna have nightmares after this podcast, dude.
2: <laughs> he's already so he, he's
0: mentioned it so many times, dude. He's definitely gonna
3: have a
2: nightmare dude. Right it's now. scary, man. I, dude, I have, I have nightmares. Yeah,
3: okay. and
1: I'm I'm not very good with computers, so like mm. I'll click on. And Casey has seen this when we were playing at uh, Brick by Brick in San Diego, so. You know, we stop one song and I press pause to Ugh. between songs or whatever. But when you press pause, it goes back to the beginning of the last song you played. So I press um, pause, it goes back to the last song. I'm thinking we're going to play the next one. So I press play and uh, I start playing the next song. The click is playing the last song. We train wreck the same song in the first five seconds like three times in a row. <laughs> and of course, it's the night that Casey's there. And I'm like, why do I have to do this in front of the drummer of the band? <laughs> technical
3: difficulty. Oh, yeah and that was yeah, again cool. the
1: first show with abbott the drummer that recorded the abbott album is sitting behind me watching me train wreck his songs i'm like god damn it why does he have to yeah. <laughs> dude, i mean
0: i i was just listening on, to, i have listening to uh uh some comedian talk about bombing recently and it's the same thing dude those bombs are what what like like calcify you you know like yeah. You, you have to bomb in order to feel like what it's to bomb so you know not to do it again
1: yeah and that's yeah. you know that's it's going to happen to every band i and remember I've, I've seen the black dahlia murder like probably 50 times and i remember when we were on tour with them in utah they played a terrible show and i was like wait a second like this band that i've seen so many times and they're always perfect every video you've ever seen they are perfect and they had like three or four songs. They they train wrecked one of them, and they were all off at the beginning of another one. I was like, "Wait, these guys are human too." Like, okay, that makes me Maybe. feel a little better. That was like my my greatest night was watching someone else fuck up.
2: Yep, that actually <laughs> does. It kind of takes the, the the everything off your fucking shoulders when you see like yeah, someone totally. You look and up you're not to like, and like it's
0: not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm just thinking in the moment, like oh, totally, it. dude. You're not like you're not rooting for somebody to m- make a mistake. Right. You're just but reminded it's nice that, that it is still can't. possible for even, yep. you know, somebody of a caliber that y- you put you put a certain group of humans at a certain caliber, then you get reminded, like, oh no, they could be knocked down too, you know, yeah. because life is life. You Speaking know? of like
2: not not wanting to make the same mistake over again and learning from a mistake, I kind of as a uh, kind of mixing both those together. So uh saw Hate Eternal and uh, I didn't see Hate Eternal. We played with them and I was in the back, you know it was the hey good show when you learn not to do that anymore if you haven't watched the show so like <laughs> or good set or whatever so i come back i've been smoking pot i'm like a am 23 4 years old i'm just hammered and i come back and eric rutan walks off stage which i you know worship i'm like that was a sick set he's all what the fuck are you talking about? My string broke. My mom's here. The fucking ant broke everything. And I was like, uh, <laughs> never, never again. Okay, Joel, was that was that? In, Sorry, it wasn't uh, a six San set. Francisco. I know. Was no, this San was Francisco? in uh, Phil- this is Philadelphia. Because uh, yeah. Rutan
0: actually broke a string. During a Hate Eternal set, at, I think at the pound or at and or
2: something, he is one of the best. Re, like, that's another thing you look forward to because you know he things go wrong. It soon. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Way, things dude. go wrong on stage, and people like Eric Rutan one time did that same thing where he literally broke a broke a string, ran back, got the string, was doing it, and it's just a it's a guitar player and the bass player and drummer, and they're going at it. And literally, he gets it strung and tuned right before it's a part where it's just him playing guitar. That's how and he's it was, like, dude. And he turns around and it's just like, and I'm just like, dude, "What the?" I've
4: literally the seen Eric I've do the seen. same exact thing. That's crazy. why <laughs> is that, dude? a yeah. like, nice
2: guitar
1: that like this? He does not play lightly. Yeah, he's got
4: that. No, but I'm just saying it's
0: convenient to where he's perfectly. You know what he does, dude? He knows what part he's going to be tuned at. Dude.
3: That's what it is, dude. It's he's part like, of the you show. Know what? I know, yeah, I know yeah. which
0: part that I'm going to come back in, and it's going to be a, a victory from me breaking the string. So he's going to just, ah, oh, I got to wait a little bit longer. He has like a little I'm pedal getting, that he, I'm, it's he not, a pedal right. that he breaks the string with.
2: He presses the pedal you know, and it breaks the string. Uh, it's just like not little, working. Little oh, wait, wait, wait. His- Here it is. Here it is. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he like yeah, it's like a a staged. He just has a little pedal where he hits it, and it just snaps a string. He's like, all right, yeah, this is perfect right now. To it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, Eric's but anyways, great. I think yeah. Hated
1: Colonel is one of my favorite bands I've toured with. Eric is super professional, and he's super fun to be around. And you know, he'll he'll sit there and talk shit to you, but like in the best way. You know, it's totally. you can just hit and bullshit with him. He's he's like the the tour dad, like Michael Hamilton. You know.
2: Yep. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, for sure hamilton's the shit yeah. we're gonna have yeah, him back was- for part two very very soon no, I've okay. had some yeah.
5: fun times with eric in the in backstage dude he's a really yep. cool guy he's super funny he's like ah oh, man ah oh, man he's like <laughs> he's great dude yeah. he just wants to ah,
1: smoke weed and talk about the eagles all day yeah dude
5: exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah no he's he's fucking dude, he, awesome he had like the flu one show and was just like dying backstage and he's all joel right before we're supposed to go on, just like go shake me. Welcome and- to
0: Hotel California. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, he's sitting there sweating at 105 temperatures. That's what he said. I, don't, I didn't watch it get taken, but I shook him and he's just, just covered in sweat and he gets out there and just oh, plays damn. an amazing show. And like he turns oh, around. I remember that. In between every song he turns around, he's just like, Ah, like he's just in pain dude and i'm just like watching him and then he turns around he's just back in fucking eric rutan mode i'm like you are a fucking legend man yeah,
1: that's <laughs> Like my favorite thing is the uh his in-between song banter it's always wakey wakey <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh we had a lot of that inside yeah, stuff I with him definitely too remember that yeah. dude it's-
0: <laughs> remember
5: that video it was like the oh wakey wakey time it was
0: like wakey, a, yeah, it, it was
5: like a promotional video for the new album. It was like yeah. it, was it King of All Kings? It was like obscure terror or something. Or no, yeah, it was some, something like, like that. Some something after it was, that. It was, it was like fucking shredding. It was like God, it was so good. But anyways, yeah. In the video he's like like he's like starts always like it's wakey wakey time.
3: <laughs> it's super
2: and then we good. were we we, <laughs> we had like we thought we thought we were cool enough with him when we were in decrepit to like kind of like joke around with that so i'd be like dude oh yeah hey bill t- say it's bakey bakey time or something like we'd like make up Wake things and bakey and- time yeah and he'd say that and then like eric was like not stoked and then bill goes like all right it's makey makeup time <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot about that dude that was at the slims dude i was like oh, oh dude, my god fucking great. <laughs> i'm all we gotta cut it out now we gotta bill's, we gotta, a, <laughs>
5: bill's a wild guy but, but, it's yeah.
0: hilarious though. Like you can't, you yeah. can't say that. Like wakey wakey time, wakey bakey time. All Come right. On.
5: So, so Gabe. <laughs> okay, I got a question for Gabe. So, what's your favorite Bill story?
2: Yeah, from Decrepit. Um, favorite or least, we could be in the you know, the crazy fun, time whatever. or
5: yeah, uh, just. I mean,
1: I, I, I have a couple things that I love. And funny
2: story, whatever.
1: So before almost every show, he's always like. You know, if he had to drive, he's burned out. He hates driving, especially if you get into a city, it freaks him out and he gets like, you know, he doesn't want to do it. As soon as we get into a city where there's lights and shit, he's like, all right, someone else drive. Get up here. He'll drive on a highway all night. He'll drive through the night. Um, But I always think it's funny. So after setting up merch and sound check and everything, we'll just be walking around and he'll be underneath the merch table. No matter what (laughs) venue it is, no matter where we are, he's taking a nap under the table like other bands are sound checking it's loud as fuck in there and he's just passed out under the table (laughs) like
2: god classic yeah yeah he's definitely one of those guys that's that's used to uh sleeping in uh, all terrains
1: yeah or he'll get out his (laughs) his roly foam bed and he'll put it like on top of the van and sleep on top of the van when we're at a truck stop or something
2: (laughs) Jesus,
5: does he still do the the like the dry cleaning out the side of the van yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah, he'll he'll hand wash all his clothes. He won't do the yeah, uh, that's the awesome. Or anything.
5: He's smart. He knows how to make it work on tour. Yeah, he's yeah.
1: A very minimalist and you know, yeah. saves his pennies.
5: It's <laughs> awesome. Fuck
0: yeah. So I, I, we've been yeah, cool, so man. far off of the the path. i um,
3: so oh, yeah.
4: Now I wanted Go I wanted to it, ask Joseph. about about uh, so getting the the gig with Beneath. So Beneath were a band I. Really liked, and when I heard you were uh, filling in live for them, I was like super stoked, both for you and for them. And just thought that band doesn't get as much recognition as they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Their, their 2017 album, uh, the more recent one, was was one of my favorites that year. And uh, yeah, so yeah. And then they flew out. Are they Finland or uh, Iceland? Iceland, yeah. So is it similar story? They just got in touch with you and
1: um, they. I think initially they had posted on their Facebook like,
4: "Oh, we don't that's have a right. right. Now
1: we don't have anything going on." And yeah, I, think I, I, I saw that them.
4: same, and I was like, "Damn, that looks sick!" Yeah, yeah. So
1: I messaged them after they posted that, and I was like, "Hey, I'm, you know, this is who I am. I do session stuff. Like, if you need someone for recording or touring or live or whatever, you know, hit me up." So we started talking that way. But yeah, mm-hmm. that last album, Ephemeris, is they had Mike Heller did the drums on that. Is insane and i play maybe half of what mike did on that album because you know i'm only human and mike is mike (laughs) heller yeah but yeah beneath is fantastic i love that man what other
2: projects has mike done because i remember when you were learning that stuff you were like what who the fuck is this animal you were malignancy oh okay 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 so i probably even met him okay so
1: he he's in fear factory so he might be more known for that but malignancy if you listen to the drums like yeah nobody can play that that's fake but no it's totally mike heller and he has videos of him playing it all on his YouTube, and it's insane.
4: Damn. Yeah, he's one of the best for sure. Um, and he's he's a producer too, and he's he did the last defeated sanity for yeah yeah he yeah. just
1: recorded those guys and yeah, yeah that stuff's great.
4: Mm. And so you got uh, flown out for beneath for for like a festival, and then like again another year the same yeah. Festival so or
1: something? the first time I flew out there was not a festival; it was like it was the week after the Iceland metal festival or whatever or the Reykjavik metal festival mm-hmm. which now is again Reykjavik death fest um so the death fest happened like the week before I was there and that was with psychoptic and um, like a bunch of big black metal bands and stuff mm-hmm. and I was there a week later and that was my first show with them and it was just a headlining show with some local bands um yeah that was great and it was a packed show you know the venues they only hold 150 200 people but it's still they flew you all the way out out there
2: they flew you all the way out for that just one that one show
1: yeah just one show i was there for about two weeks we jammed for a week and a half and did the show and hung out for a couple days and then went home there's something Uh, actually cult of lilith if you guys have heard them they recently signed a metal blade records Mm -hmm. they opened that show um, and oh, they nice. just put out a new record on Metal Blade and that
0: stuff's really good too. Yeah, Hell yeah. Dude. I was just going to say, there's something about those small, intimate shows like the 150, 200 you were talking about. Like those shows, if, if, if you're in a venue that holds that amount of people and there is that amount of people there and they're there ready. To fucking get down and have a good time, like yeah. those are those probably literally are my favorite shows I've ever done, dude. Oh, mine we,
1: too, because it's it's much more personal. And yeah,
0: you, you know, can see you the can, back row. You can see facial expressions in the back row.
1: With people and hang out. You know, if you're playing a show where there's two thousand people, of course it's cool, and there's a shitload of people there. And like, okay, you got a new profile picture with a bunch of people in the background, but. Yeah, something about the smaller shows like that, like like Joel first saw us at Fire Escape and stuff like that. Like, to me, yeah. I so what's the capacity the on Fire
2: Escape? I mean, there's probably like 30 40 people there, yeah. right? No, I know, but at capacity, guys- how big capacity, is capacity?
1: The- maybe 150, 100. So yeah, it's like yeah.
0: a pound, the pound basically. No, no, I actually never went to pound. the pound. Oh, small, I The pound was what 250?
2: About. Yeah, it's probably the size of have you been to Bottom of the Hill? Yeah, it's probably got that 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 um okay amount of space on I it love super that. small at the bottom of the, hill.
3: I, the, bottom we, of the I like. hill I
1: saw i saw ulcerate there the day that, oh wow the what? day that donald trump was elected president in i saw don caballero
0: <laughs> there back in the nice. day and it blew
2: my mind dude don so caballero. we saw yeah. we saw a black metal show there uh anthony we were was blacked out
0: no, that wasn't. Uh, that was. Uh, that was oh, I thought that was Bottom of the Hill. No, oh, that it was the park,
2: park side. Yeah, that was the park, park side. side. Oh, okay. okay. Uh,
0: I can't even pronounce it. Nigura oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. love it, dude. I love that shit, but I just can't say the name.
1: <laughs> They're probably from
0: Iceland. <laughs> uh, uh, Romania. <laughs> yeah, it comes from uh, the traditional Romanian language with only like 90 or 100 words or something. But it means it's the same. It means the same thing as Demo Borgir. Dark City, Dark Forest,
1: or some shit yeah. like that.
2: Oh, shit, I didn't know.
1: Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Borgir is actually a place in Norway too. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. It's an actual. Oh, wow. So I mean, so,
2: I remember... is, uh, so is so is Mortem. It's over down in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Casey's glad he missed your terrible joke. <laughs>
4: That's like right, perfect timing. I liked it. dude.
0: I'm still giggling with him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Demi's place, you said, in Norway. Yeah. Okay.
1: I remember oh. I was I was driving for some reason out there, and I saw a sign that was like Demuborg here, like so many miles. Wow. Or kilometers. But yeah, it's a city somewhere, somewhere out there. The dark but
0: forest. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Or dark forest, something like that.
2: Dark something. Demis I think it's
1: dark, but maybe it's forest. I don't
2: know. And going back to Alter Beast, did you did you just record on that or did you were you part of the writing process and how did that work? Uh
1: most of the songs were already written. Anything okay. that I wrote was basically just changing fills around and changing a beat here and there or kind of just adding a little bit of flair.
2: I remember like the first time I heard it because I, mean, I remember they came out on unique leader and I'm like, oh cool, Alter Beast. I had just moved to Sacramento and I was like I'll go take a look. I'll you know pull them up and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this band?" I like listen to a song. I think you might have told me. I didn't even know you played drums in that album. And I listened to it and I pulled up like their Facebook. It's a stall from down the street from your house. <laughs> that's where they live.
0: Yeah. I was like, "What
2: the fuck?" That's like, how I that's how Animosity it. would say
0: uh would introduce themselves at the <laughs> pound. Okay, we're from right down the street. Go for cool. it. But yeah, yeah. they would literally introduce themselves like we're Animosity for right from up the street. And then they start <laughs>
2: man we gotta try to get those guys on i don't know how that'll work but
0: yeah we can do it dude yeah they're homies they're old homies yeah i'd like to get leo
2: yeah i have uh i got his number sent to me
0: yeah no I'd, i'd really like to talk to him i haven't talked to him in a really long time um i've obviously talked to the other guys i'd probably talk to chase the most recent um but i mean Naveen's doing his podcasting too. It's like, this is Cali, yeah, yeah. This is our scene. Like, we we all did shows together. We went to shows together. Like, it, it it's gonna happen, dude. Yeah, and shout shout out to. I'm calling Naveen out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah. if if, if it doesn't Naveen happen, and, uh, it's it's Katie. not on us, guy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yes,
2: they're they're doing their thing, man. That's cool. Having uh, because they're literally speaking of down the street. They're probably two three four blocks from or no they're probably a half mile mile to me but so they're doing back, the copper back crab. in
0: santa cruz again
2: uh yeah i mean they he's out of town right now doing something probably recording something but so they've been living
0: um, they've been there
2: that's yeah cool. he's literally one exit away from me on the freeway and uh do you, yeah their
5: podcast in santa cruz the
2: yeah that's right down oh, okay. the street it's literally off of uh i mean if you get off of uh park avenue it's like right there it's like the, mm-hmm. yeah dude yeah. i
0: mean uh, there's no way uh, okay animosity definitely needs to at least we need to talk to them just because of the history that we had with them back at the storage unit you know when they were getting ready for empires and stuff we were we would walk to what two talking about three the sto- rows yeah we- the storage unit that we used to yeah. share with decrepit we used uh, to practice this yeah. in a storage it'd unit. be like it three rows yeah, over man. and animosity's over there practicing empire stuff just before to, they had recorded it you know just to yeah. like
5: because that's a really cool thing you brought up just to like kind of like make it more like clear is that like yeah we had there was like a it was triple a mini storage down there right in santa cruz and it was like a few bands that had like you know storage little bunker things with the, like the doors you know and so we'd, up. we'd cruise over to animosity like so we would jam with our bands decrepit odious and all that and then we would walk over to like their spot and watch them jam and stuff i literally it
0: think it was like flesh rot
5: years. and all that stuff remember flesh yeah rot? Yeah. Yep. yeah veen's other project you know and then i
1: loved flesh rot that was sick
5: flesh rot was
4: great totally i her set that AAA storage like a few years later with conos with, with riley oh you did too vocals. yeah okay and yeah. with him and the, yeah we, we were up there at triple a
2: it was in watsonville right it was like yeah. south yeah yeah <laughs> i know i'm not to, i'm not supposed <laughs> to say this but uh, uh it doesn't really matter anymore <laughs> but paul bosta from uh slayer practices there for slayer Allegedly. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, allegedly, yeah. Well, you know it's funny for sure. <laughs> crazy, that's rad. Well, it's yeah. funny because
5: when I moved down to San Diego, I was like calling like storage units, going like, "Hey, man, can I like practice with my band there?" And every they're like, "No, like, go fuck yourself." Like, every single <laughs> one's like, "What are you talking about? Like you're crazy." Well, we
2: did have a meth lab next to us, so I can understand why <laughs> they probably don't want to be too free with their rules. You know, people oh, were like living out yeah. of them, and shit. It was yeah, um, same
1: with our, a little our rehearsal spot. There's yeah, what's your rehearsal people- spot? uh sack rehearsal
2: yeah they have like shows at their rehearsal spot like they have a that That's marcos cool. festival out there um with a bunch of bands playing it's like an outdoor festival with like me and carrie went there one year and it was like fucking awesome man there's a few hundred people the there rehearsal and unit? yeah it's like out outside well, there's like a loading
1: well, dock it's a, it's a big building there's probably like 200 rooms there but outside there's a loading dock which yeah isn't used for anything so they built a stage inside of it and they'll bring out speakers and lights and we'll do shows there sometimes
5: that's crazy that's a lot of rooms i remember that place that we that i rehearsed in like briefly remember joel like in san francisco like by the warfield oh place yeah, oh, yeah and it's like multiple <laughs> yeah. stories and a lot of bands practice it's like the tenderloin like, right i don't know yeah it's like it's, dude. i was just going through it real quick sorry place, i was just going through my right.
0: old this phone that's about to take a shit i was looking through all my photos and literally the first photo i took in this phone six years ago was at that <laughs> rehearsal oh, I, or we had an odious rehearsal six years ago do you guys remember this yeah i do i do we like I'm had a one-off about? like yeah. got together dan's in the in yeah.
5: the pictures dude send me that picture man That'd dude be- i'll say
0: i literally just realized that i had it was not only it's not only in this phone it's the first photos that i took on this phone
3: yeah.
0: so i'm getting ready for a new phone so i'm like yeah dude I'll jesus
2: man that thing still works six years later what the i hell
0: know dude A six plus dude jesus six That's plus funny. dude
5: anyways
2: so gabe what you were
0: saying buddy oh shit. sorry it's
5: all bring good bringing it back so gabe, reel it in continue gabe please uh
1: um, well we were just talking about rehearsal spaces i don't i don't i, so. yeah, I don't know yeah. if we have many uh cool bands well, we got okay. Selena, two doors down they're cool we have uh, yeah yeah dance gavin dance practices down the hall i don't know if anybody I didn't
2: know they were from there.
1: Yeah, they practiced down the hall. They have oh, two yeah. rooms there. But actually, the guy that did all the orchestral stuff for our last album, Imperium, he's a ghostwriter for Dance Cabin Dance, so he writes a bunch of their songs, too.
2: Not ghost anymore.
1: Uh, yeah, no, the secret's <laughs> out. Yeah, I'm working on a project with him, too. Him and Monty, we've got a handful of songs together. Awesome. It's weird, eight-string wacky stuff. He has a very weird guitar-playing style.
2: What does uh, Monty sound similar? What, what bands are he playing?
1: He was in Alter Beast with me. He did the okay. last Kennedy Vell record. He filled in for The Art is Murder for a few shows and Fallujah for a tour.
2: Oh, wow. He's a awesome vocalist. Man. He,
1: yeah. He
2: okay.
1: He's great. His lyrics are fantastic. I love the way he writes stuff.
2: So the guy with the beard? He has the bald beard. head
1: and beard.
2: Oh, uh, okay. You have multiple bearded singers, I think. You've
1: probably met him. He's not the long hair with the beard. That's Derek. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Gotcha.
2: Gotcha. So, what's uh, what's in the future for uh, Kennedy Veil? Vale? What's going on? I know uh, we a have a handful
1: so. of songs that we're working on right now. Um, you know, we're just kind of sure. taking it slow. As you know, are, are you
2: still in Unique Leader? You still have like a no, album deal with no, them? we're no? we're
1: free agents. Oh, okay, nice. So it's kind of just you know, we have some stuff we're working on. Um, I think some songs we'll probably scrap, and a couple of them we'll keep and just keep writing. It's just been a slow process. Uh, Casey works a lot and he has weird hours now. Like he's very much an early morning person. He likes to start work at six in the morning and be done and have the day, but now he's working until like eight o'clock every night. So he's got his thing going on. Um, I have a lot going on with, you know, all the schools being shut down. So I have my son here and schedules are just kind of weird and messed up right now. And like i said getting used to the whole recording thing and getting all oh, that set your son. Up and
0: he's 10 10 oh okay yeah my oldest is nine so right around oh you started okay, so. way earlier than me bro he's
2: yeah. <laughs> way younger with an older son <laughs> yeah, Dude, <laughs> he literally started six
0: years earlier than me oh,
1: yeah we're, we're yeah, exactly and I'm six
0: years older than him
1: <laughs> yeah we're exactly 20 years apart so you know when he's 20 i kick him out i'll be 40 i'll be going on tour still
0: <laughs> boom yeah, yeah. yeah. no nah, the 40 40 you'll definitely be still moving
2: the way that you're doing
0: shit dude so is
2: that yeah. the plan is that the is that the you just gonna be doing the musician thing that's the the path I, that you're choosing
1: i mean that's why you know casey casey brand the drummer from odious construct we share the room at our rehearsal spot at wait, wait, wait wait
0: wait 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 <laughs> oh, wait wait. we can't go over this
2: no we already did there's, we already, a, there's no, a casey and odious construct i
0: didn't yeah but i didn't know he was the drummer too
2: yeah all right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, continue.
1: Yes. So Casey, drummer of these <laughs> constructs, not Odious Mortem, Casey. Um so we went half Case on everything. We got we got a new computer built, we got all these mics, we got cameras, we got the lighting stuff. So we're trying to, you know, we're we're going in together on everything, but also trying to take our own steps into becoming self-sufficient with the recording and everything. So I've done you know, a bunch of session stuff, and I'm, I've got another handful of songs that I need to record, but I haven't figured out all the recording myself yet. Um, If, you know, punching in and then editing the drums and sending off stems that are edited and finished, and then they can mix them how they want. So I'm still, as of right now, hiring another engineer to help me recording, but I'm hoping by the new year or as early as possible in the new year that i could edit my own drums and have all that down so that way when somebody hires me to record songs i don't have to give half the money i'm making to an engineer to edit the drums me. yeah so i'm you know I, i do when i am recording i'm making okay money at it and ideally you know i would like to go full time with that but as everyone knows you know Death Metal and Blast Beats isn't necessarily a full-time job unless you're doing like what Samus does and you're YouTubing all the time and doing all this stuff, which me personally, I don't like to talk very much. I don't like being in front of cameras. I don't see myself as a YouTube personality.
0: Uh, uh, we don't really notice that right now, dude. You've been talking to us for what like three and a half hours or <laughs> something, know. and you've been on camera. You know, <laughs> you seem to be doing a pretty good job with okay. it.
1: Well, interview and podcasting. I, yeah. I I feel all right with this because it's like I'm just talking to friends, you know. There but, you go. That's but just idea. sitting in front of a camera and talking to Nothing. nobody, but with the <laughs> Knowing idea that are going to just put this later so feel, are going to yeah. watch well, this. I'm talking to people two days from now. Like that's weird to me. Yeah. I don't I don't feel comfortable with that.
5: Well, that. They- they also kind of like try, like they have to be all funny and stuff, and like, yeah, and
1: then cool. Yeah. But
5: it's a, kind of like a little bit, like sometimes, all these channels, like there's like some shredder dudes, like I, I keep seeing them all, and it's like a little bit, you know. It's, it, it's but
1: actually kind of like you're, you're one step away from a laugh track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like fucking yeah. from
2: Seinfeld it's fucking bass line. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: totally. laughs> ben Eller, Ben Eller, Uncle Ben. Oh, I love yeah. Ben. Guitar really? videos, he is the greatest. I he's love the him. funniest.
2: Yeah. He's got the any shreds. Yeah. yeah, no, he's amazing. He's I actually was just watching a, a video of him uh, last night. He literally just has the funny little, He, you know, just has these little catch lines and catchphrases nice. and nicknames for everything. It's like so fucking funny. And I'm like, awesome. I don't know, that guy actually, you know, who actually just put a little worrisome um post out the other day was uh keith marrow because i love keith marrow and he was talking about like yeah. you know what you know i'm not getting enough uh not getting enough traction on this you know and he was talking about the money that he's making he's like you know like if i make, you know get a hundred thousand views and blah blah it's like fucking a hundred bucks like he's like i you know it's really not something i could really keep financially doing you know it's like which really he brought it down to like it's almost like Spotify, it's like making a fraction of a whatever you know for each view. It's really making nothing. So he needs to be each
0: video is gonna be in the millions. Aren't artists fighting for like a penny a play or something? And they're not. Spotify is like no,
1: not even that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. They're
2: not. They're fighting for like a quarter of a penny a play. (laughs) Like, see, I, I feel like Keith
1: Marrow in a sense. Like, if you watch Keith Marrow's videos, you never see his face in them. Because it's yeah. just like this is what I'm doing. I don't need you to see. Well, his new no, like he just my he just came too. out. Like my face is not in any of
2: them. Well, because he's inspired. Ola England is like that's like his. It's Ola's biggest influence is Keith. Ola's great too. And Keith actually oh, has yeah. been doing Ola's for about awesome. yeah for about three months now. Keith has been doing his videos again, where he's got his. He does a studio breakdown. He's done funny skits and like he's actually doing something. I every Sunday I'm fucking I watch it. I love it, but uh. And, and actually, Joel Barrera, one of your old bandmates, he was like posted the other day, like, oh, my God, he's the best. Like, he's so funny and blah, blah, blah. But and, you know, and Ola's all on board. Everyone's on board. But and he's finally getting some steam. But I guess it kind of went up and now it's going back down now. And he's kind of like, well, I think I'm just going to go back to doing session music because this is just uh, not going to work. And he got, you know, an outpouring of no, don't do this, you know, <laughs> or yeah. you're back. And he's like, I mean, kind of
1: you, you have to do it. Because you love doing it. Like yeah. if you if you do music in general, especially metal music, if you're doing it for money, like you are doing it for the wrong reasons,
4: yeah. you have to
1: do it because you love it. Because we're not gonna make a living doing blast beats and playing 290 no. tech death. Like well no. mm-hmm. but we thought about the bands mean, that the value it? it but is it, how you feel. It's, it's so few and far between. Like Artspire is doing great. And you know, there is bands that are doing it in theory and Malcolm is a wizard with the whole, you know, promotion thing and running a label and everything. And he's yep. doing very well. And, you know, there are bands that are going to make it, but we're never going to see, you know, a six figure career doing that. Yeah. That's why we
0: have, well, I have a full-time job and I got three kids. Cause it's like, I'm not going to make, this isn't going to be my career, but I started in art so art is a passion it's not a a means of finances you know right like i i just need to create i feel i don't feel weird if i'm not making money for my shit but i do feel weird if i'm not making shit you know like i gotta just create i gotta do something to to feed that part of my brain. And that's
3: And, the, and that's it's a release, yeah, or just getting,
1: That's the just currency that we're gaining from it. The universe or whatever. You
0: know? mm-hmm. Yeah. That's literally... Yeah, that's, that's how we're getting paid. We're getting paid in universal love. That's what it
1: is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people are going to connect with it and people are going to love it. And, you know, you just got to put yourself out there because you want to, not because you're expecting something back for it
2: definitely definitely
0: so here we are you're at 30 and you got a lot of spunk dude like you don't i don't see you stopping anytime soon like so what really is in the future for gabe sieber i know we talked about the future of kennedy vale but just you as a person
1: um well um ideally i would you know i as much as i want to keep touring and everything i do having a 10 year old son I need to make money doing it
3: mm-hmm. so
1: if that's not feasible that's why I'm getting more into the the mm-hmm. studio session work stuff and mm-hmm. if that makes it a little more worth it great and you know no matter what I'll still be playing and doing whatever I can and if it comes down to okay I'm just going to do covers from now on and I'm not going to do more session stuff then it is what it is but I'll keep playing just because fucking drums are sick
0: you just made me think of something real quick i want to ask you so um what's a project in the recent past that you felt like you weren't just like learning it to learn it but you actually wanted to put yourself in like really into it and like actually be like you know what i'm saying like versus somebody already coming at you with material but then like what's the last project word you really felt like you put yourself into it versus somebody else was just asking you to do something.
1: Um, I've always kind of felt that way with Alter beast. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of on the ground floor. Like granted, I didn't write most of the songs that I recorded with them, but I've known Andrew forever and we've been good friends for a long time. And, you know, I've worked on and off with him for close to eight, nine years now. Um, And that's one band just because I love the way he writes stuff and it's catchy and it's fun to play along with. And, you know, there's been drama and it's been, you know, public, I'm sure you guys have heard some of the stuff and everything, but, you know, as far as just writing goes and musical tastes, I think we, we click very well and we get along very well. And that's, that's one band that I could see myself, you know, writing with just because I love it, not, because i'm gonna get something out of it
0: clicking with your with your band is the best dude like
1: yeah of course like it has to be a brotherhood and especially with the touring thing like if you're gonna be living in a van for five weeks you better mm -hmm. get along because that's that's the quickest downfall of any band is you know you don't get along and then you're butting heads and you have nowhere to go because you're in a van like Mm -hmm. you can't you can't go to your own room like that's not a thing
0: most definitely um and and I learned that with uh, the odious guys on bloodletting that I can stand Blood to gold, be in dude, a van with these up. guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that's that's really the reason why we're all still together is because we did experience that together, and we all still were able to
1: <laughs> stand yeah, each other it's, after it's that. A you know? it has to be, and that's my thing yeah. with Kennedy Vale too. Like anytime the Kennedy Vales on tour, like we get along super well. We. You know, we go off and eat, and it's we're all stoked, and we have a good time, or we'll throw a football around, or play basketball, or ah, whatever, man. whatever we gotta do to pass the time. But like, there's, you know, we bicker at each other and piss each other off, but still, That's we're all family, a great guy, time, bro. You know? That's yeah, family.
0: Fun. That's what it is.
1: Yeah. The, the, all the guys in the Kennedyville, they're they're my brothers.
0: Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking awesome. Nice. So, I got a question for Gabe. Yeah, go for it, dude. Uh, so
5: what's like your most difficult band that you've had to play like what songs were like the hardest like I
1: think Beneath was hardest to learn Um, Yeah, because again going back to Mike Heller the dude's just a freak Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say the hardest to play because learning Beneath was the hardest but playing Beneath once I learned them wasn't Mm -hmm. the hardest I would still say probably Decrepit Birth is the hardest Mm -hmm. just because you know, Matt loves to play at 270 and 280, and <laughs> it's just it hurts. <laughs> no, <for sure.
3: laughs> we'll play an
1: hour long set, and like even on nights we kill it. Like after the show, I'm just like I need to go ice my hands, and you know. So, I think <laughs> I think Decrepit Birth is probably the hardest material I've played.
4: What's the hardest Decrepit Birth yeah. song to play on drums?
5: It's a good question. <laughs> time uh... begins is a is kind of a marathon.
1: We never did "In Time" again, so I've never played that one. Oh, you never
5: played that one? Yeah. No.
1: We um, just do do three songs from that album, and I'm blanking infest- on the names because I haven't played this so I guess "Infestation
2: Prelude" and "Condemned some- Condemnation."
1: No, we haven't. well, I did learn Condemn- that one before the last tour. But condemned, you mean? Live. Condem- con- condemned, to con-
2: con- condemned, condemned to nothingness. Condemned <laughs> to nothingness. Condemnation to nothingness. We
1: did played- learn that one before oh, the last tour, yeah, We never played it. And then the the instrumental track.
2: So I went on uh, Decrepid's uh, Spotify okay, the other sorry. day and Condemned is the number one most listened to song on Decrepid Birth. You know I that? forgot
1: about that song. <laughs> I did not. Maybe yeah, that's that, why we yeah. were going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I know, right? That actually, I think that was written, or no, Infest was written by Derek Boyer, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know, I think Condemned might have been a lot of Derek in it too. Um, but yeah, those, those songs just, I mean, for on, because me and Casey, you know, did that for a long time. That was just, just especially because not playing to a click and stuff me and casey we'd get excited and you know we wouldn't we wouldn't know until after it was recorded we watch it later we were going a good five to ten beats per minute faster than we would normally do because we well, were that's what saying yeah. about
1: cryptic implosion too that oh great? that too oh, yeah, man, yeah we, we too fast on that
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah we rushed a lot of stuff back. yeah, yeah. we were
5: those definitely. songs definitely
0: weren't we were, that fast before we recorded we were then. very excited yeah.
5: young lads and we that. didn't
2: even know to until uh dan yeah. eggers came in and he was like dude what the fuck is going on guys <laughs> he was like he's like i can't play this on guitar <laughs> he like got all mad at us we're like dude we already did it and spent the money so we're gonna have to figure it out <laughs> we're only know? here for seven days dude so uh it wasn't even was it so uh, it, we'll get back
5: into that in episode. it was like six
0: seven so yeah.
5: so Gabe, uh, like what songs did you like normally play with like with Decrebit? Like from what albums, like what kind of set was the common
1: Um so and your favorite Prelude, Infest, um,
4: Of Genocide is the instrumental of
1: Genocide was the instrumental. Oh that's true. Right. I, I feel like I need to pull up the Spotify right, right now. I haven't played this shit in so long. I can I
4: know. actually <laughs> I saw you play with Decrepit. I could probably pull up well, it, it's we been the same set for probably, seven
1: yeah. years, so. <laughs> okay.
0: <Yeah.
4: laughs>
0: well, I, I yeah. think the, okay, Gabe, Ascended, help me and, uh, right? wait, real quick. I'm, I'm sorry to, if I'm going to take it off into another fucking side thing real quick, but I just, I wanted to get to this before uh, we're done. We've only hung out in person maybe once or twice. Right? Yeah. Okay. So was it the decrepit show at DNA Lounge that we met for the first time? Did you play it? DNA Lounge was decrepit. Uh, oh, no 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 no! no it, was, that night. it was it was the um, I was with Dan
1: one night and we were backstage somewhere. It was, it was the same the festival that um, It was, cattle, Bay, Area. It was the Bay Area Death Fest. Bay Area okay. Death Fest because we were hanging okay. out with the Future Pile dude.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, and, okay. and Cattle played that night too. Yes, as well. that, that was okay. the night we met. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's the. I'm sorry, I I just wanted to pinpoint that exact show because. I have plenty of cannabis in my <laughs> system <laughs> and I can't, I have bad memories with pinpointing specific times. And oh that, yeah.
1: You know. Everything is a blur. hmm What do you uh, do? No, no, but it's
0: all fucking fun.
1: Yeah.
2: So Sorry, what,
4: what beer is that? Mine. Oh,
2: oh. mine. Or which is this go, one? I don't you know. You go first. It's a Editation, low boy. Yeah. yeah. It's oatmeal stout, which it was kind of just in my fridge oh you got gummy, gummy worms? worms nice it sounds like um, yeah 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 got
1: nice. gummy i don't worm. have
0: it oh wait no i do have it all right
2: uh revision
0: oh nice sparks nevada
1: it's actually uh, empty so i'll be right back mind, <laughs> go
0: for it dude mindful fermentation
1: you guys are thirsty yeah.
4: we are all yeah. thirsty Perrier
5: today. lime Thir- <laughs> thirsty Perrier, Perrier.
4: Shredding. i'm, I'm shredding of, right now out of
2: my h2o right now yeah <laughs> h2o brewery yeah
4: <laughs> very local that was a commercial stout. what's
2: that all about it's that was our joke. commercial just uh, oatmeal right? <laughs> Oat
0: stout what does it taste like breakfast we, we, oh, we need like a man. beer we
4: can sponsor Sick. so like they can send us six packs, oh that'd so be we can cool drink it. yeah <sighs> Dude. Uh, anyone out there yeah
0: uh there's a brewery that just opened up in pacifica i could walk down there i could walk down Whoa. there
4: <laughs> actually two of my two of my bandmates work at breweries around here i should fucking hit them up about it And then Man, casey casey. Well, then casey yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: tomas and my that, friend tomas owns yeah. oh yeah oceanside oceanside brewing company i'm That's sorry where we, we practiced over there. what's it called again
2: oceanside, oceanside uh brewing Oceanside, company.
0: yeah yep yep yeah they have the outdoor
2: stage and everything that was that disgorge jam that you were yeah yep. that that it, it. The, yeah that was
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. What the fuck anybody
0: who's seen the uh the diego up sanchez ep- episode the the footage that you see yeah. is at oceanside brewery shenanigans I still
2: yeah. have never been there i need to make it back down there when uh yeah. things start to mellow dude, up. maybe
0: we'll go down yeah, together man. dude let's cruise down let's drive yeah. down i'll wear a mask the whole time dude 10 hours <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's well you know people do that you got, yeah yeah yeah
4: all <laughs> right gabe's back all right so where are we at joseph can i, go for can it. I ask a question so I've, I've been asking <laughs> about like, or thinking in terms of the map, like California, Cali Death, and and Sacramento hasn't been featured yet. You know, we've said Los Osos for Deeds and then Bay Area, Santa Cruz, San Diego with art, Archaic Yet last week was IE, Riverside. And then Sa- Sacramento is kind of like newer in that i don't know any sack bands from Dude, you totally maybe you just realize maybe conducting right from the grave but
0: it's still to- it sounds like it's it was uh planned but i totally didn't even think about that like this is great that we're having gabe on now because he's coming from an area that we haven't even touched on yet so i love yes. Yeah.
4: So, you know, we can, we can like say it's Kennedy Vale repping the scene and and then there's like a sixth scene out there, but like, how did the scene get going? Like now it's like a critical mass and like, you know, every time we've played Sacramento, we get the best crowds. Yeah. Cause
0: when I think of Sacramento, I think of like, uh, well, I think of when I was high school, I was, I just thought, thought about the new metal shit, like Deftones being.
1: Yeah. It kind of very much kicked off with the new metal stuff, like Slipknot, tones Head P.E. He used to play her all the time, Mudbane and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of the bands here, like our first vocalist, Cody, he was in a band called Scribble. And that was... Yeah, the, I
0: remember Scribble.
1: Like the kind of new metal turning death metal thing. And then Casey with Fork Tongue was like the first band in Sacramento doing blast beats and stuff like that, kind of introducing the the faster aspects to Sacramento. Um. But it's been kind of like a roller coaster here in Sacramento. We've had our ups and downs and it'll be like, okay, you go to the boardwalk for a show and it's sick and it's packed and it's sold out and you go see decapitated there. I've seen decapitated at the boardwalk like four times and it's always been sick. And then you'll go see a local show and like, you know, sometimes it'll be sold out or sometimes nobody's there. And it's kind of like, you know, peaks and valleys. So for a couple of years, it'll be really sick. And then a couple of years, every tour is going from Reno to San Francisco or, Los Angeles to San Francisco and everyone's passing Sacramento up and then it'll be another couple years where we're in in a peak again and every show is coming to Sacramento and we've had that a couple times but I feel like more lately and now especially with um, you know Ace of Spades opening up and bigger shows are coming here again and you know more traffic and more tours are looking at Sacramento even smaller ones now that we have Holy Diver like still people pass on the boardwalk because it's kind of a little further from Sacramento and Orangevale, right? People go there,
0: yeah. That's Orangevale. Yeah, I, uh, um, I've, that, I've been there a few times actually. Those stickers that I showed in the beginning of this podcast, my aunt and uncle live right up the street from there. That, okay. These, these these stickers were literally made walking distance from the boardwalk. That's, nice.
5: That place yeah. is like my main memory of doing shows up there, and uh, I, I I like remember a pretty enthusiastic sound guy,
1: Claude oh yeah it, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. it sounds he sounds enthusiastic. play me an F Go note <laughs> yeah. like,
1: he, he would yeah. scream at people play me an F and, like, and then scream at the drummer shut up I'm talking to the guitar player like, and, <laughs> I remember it
5: I was just like wow
3: no, he was, yeah, intense, he was man. very enthusiastic he was, but was he cool did though.
1: fantastic sound but it was always too loud like if you're uh, not wearing ear protection like within five, narrowly. 10 seconds of being in that venue, you have yeah. hearing damage.
0: And that's another thing too, of being a, a metal fan, you you don't really pay attention to that in the beginning. And, and I mean, none of us did. I mean, uh, Joel's 70% deaf in his right ear, you know? Like 90%. And, <laughs> I, can I, let me give you a little cushion, bro. Uh,
3: <laughs>
0: we can hear you somewhat, but I do have to tell people to go on Joel's left side if they actually want to be heard and yeah. it, it can it, it's because we were just young and dumb and and full of testosterone <laughs> and fucking adrenaline and we're just like we
1: are fucking loud, bro
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Like, nobody uses full stacks anymore nobody cares like, <laughs> and now the i'm in my for, th- I, i'm bringing my 50 watt and my 212 get out of my face
2: <laughs> and, and
0: there's shows where I literally would stand next to the fucking speakers right in front of the, the stage whole time, just fucking to get blasted. Oh, yeah. and you're it, just
1: like, it hurts. I can be in the back of the room and it hurts. And like, nowadays, I have, to have dude, headphones or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: nowadays I definitely have uh, to come to a show with fucking head uh, uh, earplugs <laughs> in for sure. Dude. Well, and that's it's-
1: another thing that I will be endlessly thankful to Decrepit Birth for because I had only been playing for a few years at the time, and then I started playing to them, and then Matt was like, "Oh hey, here's clicks," so I had to get headphones. And then, as soon as I started wearing headphones, if I wasn't yeah. wearing them at a show, I was like, this is horrible. Like, I yeah. need something. I need some kind of barrier between yep. the high frequency and my eardrum.
4: That's yep. good, dude. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I, I like the headphones with for, with the click track. I mean, sorry, the, the, the kick drums. And that yeah. like would work the same way, but like with clicks, it's even better, you know? Yeah. Even yeah. if you don't
1: have clicks, just playing at all with hearing protection like yep yeah. if i sit behind my drum set and don't put my headphones in and i hit the china it's like what the fuck yeah,
5: especially like, on the hurt. drums <laughs> like, the symbols and stuff yeah because really yeah, the symbols
1: have so much yeah. of that yeah that high frequency like right. nobody wants to hear that directly in their ear yeah, i had totally. a live
4: drum rehearsal and i i brought these uh these are fucking task cams and then i was like this isn't gonna work and the next day i went out and bought the sure 215s and i took those yeah last week and i'm like oh fucking so sick so super yeah even the
1: 215s they're a 100 bucks and it's it's much better than yeah i got those nothing at all
0: so here's a a, i um, don't even know segment there's a uh (laughs) earplug uh and and it's tapered and it looks like a christmas tree like a rounded christmas tree it gets tapered it gets thicker uh, yeah and heroes stick them in and there's a little hole and shit I was, it, I oh was yeah i got mike, those. Yeah. mike gilbert turned me on to those dude and I'll, I'll never go to a live concert without those dude
2: Have you ever tried toilet paper
0: yeah you <laughs> did and now you're 70 oh 90 deaf <laughs> no no
2: i i'll show up and just be like i'll do the the old pocket tap be like because the first band starts i'm like yeah totally i'm having a drink i'm having fun but all of a sudden that first fucking is, like symbol hits i'm like shit i need to get like yeah. oh yeah those things yep a little christmas yep, tree. those ones. are them dude here exactly are the ones i'm talking here about dude, yep, here are, yep, those, exactly. dude. yeah exactly but dude i mean i probably 80 percent of the time nowadays i'm doing just fucking bar napkin i just i rip a, a quarter of it and i just shove it in there and i can i keep it do in that certain it or
0: do you pack it here's the I pack here's it the proper technique do you crinkle or yeah roll? yeah yeah exactly supposed to wet it.
2: them supposedly but i don't wet them <laughs> but uh yeah, do what you want you water is-
0: you're, you're an elitist
2: no yeah. what you do you is you there's them. there's a certain there's certain like a amount of in the ear that you put it into or you don't put it in all the way you put it like so you could still it's not wiping out all the high frequencies yeah you still hear some high frequencies you and it's not hear- just like if you shove it all the way in it's gonna be only like bass frequencies and like you know it just kind of mm-hmm. kills the show because i used to do that back in the day and be like i'm gonna take take him out for one song you know, okay. I need one song like in real volume, you know, like I need to just feel it for a second. Oh, yeah. And uh, you're basically... like, what's the
4: song I'm going to do that for? You're like, I know, I know. I'm favorite? like, oh, this is my song. This is my song. Yeah, this is my
3: song. <laughs> no,
4: but, there, <laughs> but there's a certain way to do it. I got to pull
0: the single ply
2: out of my. Ear. <laughs> there's a certain I'll way like to do it, single though. Single ply. You yeah. just have it kind of like not all the way in, just a little out. Pull, pull it all the way and then push it a little out, and it, it blocks it just enough. and you'll uh, go deaf like me yeah (laughs)
0: it'll it'll keep it from going from 70 to 90.
2: well the show that i went deaf in i actually was the only motherfucker in decrepit that had this is what i assume this is the show that it happened i was the only one i had my headphone or my uh, earplugs on top of my bass amp with black Dolly murder and i have i know where they are and then you know we got to do the, the sound check it was a legit show and we the lights drop and i'm like all right we run out on stage and the crowd's going like everyone's stoked a sold out show and i just can't find them and like i'm like sitting there like it's dark i'm like looking i'm like shit i'm like well the intro's starting i have to like fucking do this now so i just turn around and then bill goes up to the uh to the monitor with his mic and it's just way too hot because it's el corazon i don't know if you, you probably played there a million times gabe but uh like he puts the mic down and it just has this fucking this feedback that literally I lost my vision for a second. It was so intense. And, well, uh,
1: also I think Bill mic checking. He like he whispers into the mic. Yeah, yeah. So, so then when you go to play live, it's so much louder.
2: Well, El Corazon was known for giving opening bands shitty sound, and, and Trevor That's from the Seattle told spot, me,
1: right? Yep, yep. The small room at Seattle. Yeah. And
2: Steve Jones, we were just talking about that earlier with Faceless. The same thing happened to him there, where he got. He was like got hit with this shrill feedback and was like freaked out. He was like, dude, my ear is fucked up. But luckily, about a week later it came back online. But yeah, man, um, they they do it on purpose though, because they want to, as each band goes, they make the sound a little better, especially if you don't bring your sound guy. And Trevor from Black Dolly, even he warned us, he was like, dude, they're fucking scenesters. they're known to do this. This is like this is their MO. They want to have the first band sound like shit and then little by little make it better and then the last band has their sound guy that's got everything dialed in (laughs) you know so it's a bummer
0: dude because it's like bands that are coming up you know like they're the next generation you know Yeah. and if you think about it as as a sound guy you're like i want these bands to succeed so i still have a job yeah and they just they
2: were like fuck this band kind of like sound guys they were like
0: yeah that's too fucking egotistical elitist bullshit to me yeah dude.
2: no it was it was they were known that was that's what their mo was and it's yeah that's what trevor was letting me know right before he we went on stage
5: what are you guys talking about
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about
5: hey, uh, I just came back. it was, was all negative i'm like my goodness no
0: no 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 we're talking about sound, just joking around. A, sound, sound a, about a specific it. sound guy that, oh, okay, that yeah. uh purposefully would sabotage the opening band's <laughs> Oh really? No. Yeah. Oh, that's mean. Dude. Yeah. <laughs>
2: totally mean, right?
1: And I'm like, uh, Joel, Joel was okay. telling us about the night he went deaf.
2: Yeah, remember uh, the El Corazon? Dude. Yeah, yeah, Black Dahlia Yeah. Is that in
1: Seattle? Yeah.
5: Oh man, sorry. I'm, yeah, I was i was gone i came back no it's all good it's all good he no, was, was doing
1: more was important smarter. things joel he didn't want to hear his story <laughs> yeah
5: exactly yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, to, well, like, I can't yeah.
2: hear you guys anyway so <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So, <laughs> that
0: right side of your headphones is completely pointless this is just
2: too. like a joke this is like a facade this is like a yeah it's <laughs> there for made. looks
5: so oh sorry <laughs> Go
1: ahead. prosthetic headphone There's nowhere else <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that really
5: <laughs> gabe what kind of pedals do you play
1: uh axis
5: like long boards or short boards? Or...
1: I have the long boards and they're like the the George Calais cool. series. Oh, totally. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I love and them. yeah, I just got a new pair from them and they refurbished nice. my old ones. And it's cool. since getting the new ones, I had them put like the bigger springs and the mm-hmm. thicker, heavier beaters on there. And then I sent back my old ones that bigger I bought. Springs the would be,
0: bigger springs would be like how hard you throw. More.
1: Yeah. More, more tension
4: they come back yeah to you too. yeah i've been yeah. wanting to refurbish mine is it you just send them up up do to it carson, yeah yeah talk are? to
1: zed Amarin. i can give you his number his email hit him up and just. i think uh, i'm yeah.
4: connected on on social yeah i actually could probably just drive over to carson it's not too far from oh yeah you're, if you're beforehand. that close
1: just yeah talk to zed um, and he, he will get you hooked up he's yeah the my pedals
4: are
5: have you been to the place
1: gabe i have never been there
5: i've been there with mike hamilton it's a sick really cool like i met
0: is it like
1: i just feel like, like going anywhere with mike hamilton is going to be the best date. oh yeah yeah i have <laughs> so i have I a ask, stories about I'm that. With, okay, mike, let's hear it real great. quick but i was
0: gonna say where so this is Dude, the access
5: have, plant where is that located it's carson city is that what it is
0: called or something
5: the city
4: like of carson california okay. yeah, yeah it's, it's in like, los angeles basically yeah, like la and it's like oh, okay a,
5: it's a cool spot man i think is it karen i think is
1: karen yeah
4: karen and her husband and
1: stuff. Own it. yeah and just i think last year they hired zed and he kind of
5: is it Dar- with all these
1: ideas and was like all right well yeah because you know, Zed hit me up and he was like are awesome. you endorsed and i'm like well like technically i have been for 10 years like i've talked to karen and everything but yeah they didn't really have uh an hr person or a pr person so like he kind of took over all that and you know he's getting in contact with all these people that have been using the products forever and taking over the social media because karen and them like you know they're older and they haven't really done much of that so he's kind of bringing in the the modern aspect of it and talking with everyone and yeah you know getting getting things on the track where it should be as, as far as a any company in 2020 you yeah. need to
4: be in contact with the people you're selling to you
5: know? they're the nicest people dude yeah they're so cool
4: yeah i've hung out with them at nam before so
5: yeah like they've always like hooked me up like they they like took me in like right away like they were super cool like 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 the, the founder like showed me how like the pedals work like in front of my eyes i was like wow was super cool
3: yeah.
5: and then uh yeah like ever since then like i've always set, set like sent my pedals in or like had things done and they've always been super nice and like just do it like at like the artist cost and stuff. Even if I'm not playing in a band, if I'm teaching, they're like, Oh, you get the teacher discount. It's the same thing. Like they, they, they've always been like super generous to me. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Axis. Great. I love you. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Great products. And like uh, when they rebuilt my pedals, I had them like, you know, kind of done for that. Like, like that, like what was the callias thing, you know, like that pedal that came out and then also the like, uh, the Roddy pedal too. There was like a couple yeah. of things I had
1: well yeah when they came like out with the, the micro tuning where you don't have to yep, I got the, that at the bottom yep, and then screw yep. the thing at the top at the same time. Now yep, you can yep. deal with the drum key. And then yeah, also that,
5: then that was also, a game changer. Where like we're, where you put the beater in like on, on like the Roddy like like change or upgrade it was like tilted like a head a little bit. Have okay. you seen that? So it's not, like, I haven't flat. seen the Roddy
1: pedals, no. Yeah. Or, I, have, I, I, have, I imagine I they're know. similar to the Calias ones.
5: It's like, yeah, it's, it's, there's like certain things that are different. It's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, the, like the, the, the micro tuning is like a part oh. of it. And then, uh, also like, yeah, it's like weird. Like the part that you put the, like the beater in is like, it's not like flat, like with the like drive that like holds like the, like on, on the standard pedal, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like angled forward a little bit, you know? Okay. So like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but
1: I like it. It's cool. Are you, doing, added- are you Does doing, are you doing a couple does that come with the regular straight beater? Yeah. I because I, I know like if well, you're going to have it offset from the edge of the pedal and then you're yeah. using like what are the uh, the Sonic Hammer ones that used to be like this mm-hmm. kind of shape? Would that, oh, yeah. would oh, that so be nice. like awkward with them? I never used well, those. But... I had the
5: Kalias beaters like sent with it, you know.
1: I didn't like those either because yeah, they I have didn't. that little the bearing in the middle. It yeah. kept shifting. I know, perfectly. I know.
5: I agree. Yeah. yeah, and so like I just use DW beaters with it. That's, that's, that's what
1: I did when experience. I first started. When I yeah, f- yeah. bought my first pair of Axis pedals, I was like, "These are so light, I can't use these." Yeah, but I was coming I... from dw five thousand, so I put yep. those beaters on them, and that's how I got used yeah. to Axis.
5: I've always just used Axis A's with DW beaters.
1: Yeah, but now I'm a cheater and I do doubles, so I don't. That's care. awesome. It's not cheating. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's a skill man that was about to no, ask it's you totally about
5: that fine yeah doubles are sick
1: i
0: was gonna say spencer's the first person i ever saw do that that double shit you're talking about teetering the feet like this is that what like, you guys are talking well, oh. no, about it's like it's like, like
2: this right
4: two hits like with each double foot Double strokes yeah yeah right right
5: left left right right left left. but like it's super sonic supersonic speed
0: Okay, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I saw but him do. So
5: continue. I, I, I'm not a doubles foot guy, though. So it's, actually, you should.
0: I saw <laughs> well, him. You and, can still oh, I his feet doing this. Dot dot. I, I think da, Spencer da, da, is was, da, 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 da. doing oh, the, the duck
1: foot thing. He's probably the swivel. Duck foot. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I like that. Yeah, that's still a technique for playing singles. So yeah, wow.
1: but I mean, Spencer is his he's Spencer's the is, is his own beast like nobody can play 300 beats per minute like spencer can like granted i would never ever want to play 300 bpm but <laughs> he can
4: and i think like, he's an asshole
1: for <laughs> it
4: i went to high school with spencer edwards and um, oh wow i've never even met him yeah he's the man. um it was it was so ridiculous are you like, older or younger i'm a year older than spencer yeah um yeah it was just crazy like he just i was like already in into metal and then he was just this like kind of nerdy I, I don't know not nerdy but like he wasn't cool like he was <laughs> he was he was like kind of dweeby Should've yeah just left. <laughs> no but i'm allowed to say this because then he like came back the next year and he was just insane at drums like all of a sudden and we were just like what the fuck happened to this kid all of a sudden yeah. he was wicked. just a wicked yeah. summer well, he came bro. to
5: me for a lesson like yeah I, that's, that's, what, that's why. what i was before
4: that
1: lesson dude well, and the rest of the uh, world is still like Blast beats, who cares no that's not <laughs> what i that's
5: not what i mean that like change what, what i mean yeah. is like it, like later he came to me and i was like he's like yeah dude i want lessons i'm in high school and i was like cool man and he comes over and like he's just like yeah cool and he like sits down on my kid. he's just like <laughs> just like shr- <laughs> you know, i'm just like Dude, you, came yeah, to like talk? Our- you came to teach me <laughs> yeah 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 like, exactly right, I'm like, uh, yeah yeah i was like uh i don't know man like you're pretty good like <laughs> what, what's up with was, that what's to, up like-
0: with that didn't you have another uh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be a, a crazy story real quick who's the drummer of pierce from within doug bone he, when we met him he was like hey casey can you teach me how to do a gravity blast oh yeah and you're like <laughs> okay. uh i don't even do gravity nets, dude.
4: <laughs> i mean i can do it I show, yeah you I showed can, him I but i was just really...
0: like it's funny that he was just, just like funny. can you teach me how to do that i'm like oh
5: that's right yeah that was that was it. that was when we went to their studio yeah we were there, in, in uh area, jersey
0: we were in new jersey
5: well that was long island
2: though oh, that okay. we oh yeah there. yeah I, the, again yeah cannabis bro (laughs) well well, spencer actually shout out to spencer's parents because we used to practice son of aurelius at spencer's house and his parents were so fucking cool that they literally built him or he built it himself but they you know they gave him the the outlet to have his garage be so soundproof that he could play there you know at four in the morning and neighbors and he's literally in these houses that are all touching each other yeah. and the soundproofing was well, so good it, that i literally couldn't i'm i'm 6-1 or whatever and i literally was like walking i, I had to be like this to stand in it because the soundproofing was like this thick so like,
5: it was basically a chamber within like a garage and yeah it was like it was really insanely gnarly like was dead space how was between yeah yeah it was like dude a, it was insane, it was, insane. it was like a legit <laughs> like, and it was legit <laughs> like, so, soundproof so room. he would
2: practice he was like kind of a night owl crazy. so he would practice like, yeah. like 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 10 p.m to like 3 a.m that's yeah. like was yeah. normal, his normal practicing schedule you know that's like how he and he just refined it and yeah. got insane you know
4: yeah i had that some good jams crazy, with him in there too yeah is, is yeah.
1: he still playing right now
2: no he's so great no i uh, i, I he ran took
1: it... some time off for school and stuff but uh, like i don't know him personally but i know he's i saw i've heard him do he's insane and it's fantastic and i i hope that he's still at least practicing in some capacity but i
2: i don't think he is i mean we ran into him he came to carrie's uh baby shower was the last time i saw him and he's just full bore school he's got his girlfriend um i think he's because he is a smart fella you know he is in deep fucking school for some i forget quantum whatever like it's something insane you know He's so cracking
0: is... infinity bro can yeah yeah He's yeah exactly. the
1: impossible equation yeah that
0: first yeah. uh that first the uh, what was the first i forget what the first album the hypothesis did. the hypothesis the whole uh i think the whole concept of that album is a mathematician yeah. who cracks in- uh, <laughs>
4: yeah so so i studied so i can say a lot go for it that. go for it
0: yeah The only reason why I know about this is because they told me about this when I was putting, I wrote the lyrics for that little guesty spot that I did on the second track on that first album. And that's what Chase had told me, like, it's about mathematicians that crack infinity and then they become (laughs) gods and you're just like oh shit dude okay i gotta fucking write about
1: (laughs) jared
4: i need to talk to your acid dealer (laughs) (laughs) it's uh the guy's name is is uh george canner he's a german mathematician and in 1971 he published a paper in which he basically proved actually should be clear uh in, this, in the 1890, uh, 1870s, he published a series of papers in which he proved that, OK, you know the natural numbers? 0, 1, 2, 3, dot, dot, dot. And then there's mm-hmm. the real numbers, which is anything with a decimal behind it. So 3.14, whatever, pi, e, mm-hmm. all those numbers Everything are between. He between. He showed that you can't map them one to uh, one onto each other. And that shows that there's different sizes of infinity.
3: Mm. Oh, so yeah. there's like
4: there's like a, a further deeper infinite and then beyond that he also proved it's not just that there are two of them he actually showed that there's a hierarchy an infinity of infinities
0: yeah dude i i Jesus. heard uh, uh neil degrasse tyson say that dude yeah not there isn't just one infinity there's an infinite infinities yeah it's like, and you're a just like Wait, concept. what
1: so, so but while we're on the subject of philosophy, I told Joel that I was going to ask you about this. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> ask who? Is,
1: are you asking is, me right now? I've no, asked not, you, not you,
0: not you. Okay. <laughs> what,
1: Joseph, what is your, what is your philosoph- philosophical take on Marquis de Sade and the 120 Days of Sodom as a philosophy book?
4: I have never heard of that book. And that I've, I've, goes to I know of that. the movie that's based on that <laughs> yeah. book. I, it's I, studied a, yeah, I studied a yeah i studied a particular subfield of philosophy like uh 20th century analytic philosophy of science okay because a I'm friend not, of mine actually yeah.
1: the one that i didn't wretched on with when we were yeah he was a guitar player he's also taking a lot of philosophy classes and yeah. that was a book that he read for his philosophy class and Gotcha. it's I mean, yeah, I mean, it's nothing that anybody wants to read. Is terrible. Like I read a few pictures <laughs> of it. Well, One hundred
4: and twenty days of Sodom. Yeah. This is this is my kind of people. shit. Like, <laughs> I I do like mathematical logic. So books like this. hey yeah, he's you know. teaching at uh, a I, I, I
0: should be wearing glasses right now, just like you, bro. I can't see any. What is it? A uh, notes? Nope, st- the foundations of
3: arithmetic. Arithmetic.
0: Yeah, arithmetic. <laughs> Got yeah. it.
4: Arithmetic. <laughs> Can you read that, Who motherfucker, Anthony? dude?
0: Uh, casual nets, <laughs> interventionism, and mechanics, bro. Mechanics. mechanics.
4: <laughs> yeah, this is. These are like my favorite books. I keep them right here. So. Did I
2: get it wrong, Joel? It's mechanisms, but mechanics is what it looks like, kind of when you look. I at I have it.
0: a stigmatism, you <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs>
2: so,
3: so
0: yeah, I literally it's... can't distinguish D's, O's, C's, <laughs> any uh, anything <laughs> of those. Like it, it shows that it's all blurred yep straight up dude
2: anything of lettery just letter no bullshit
0: (laughs) and i'm 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 too lazy to go to the eye doctor
1: so you don't drive at night
0: uh no (laughs) (laughs) i guess if i have to i do but no my wife my wife mostly drives at night
4: (laughs) yeah so so i've been in i don't know i've been friends with chase for a long time and uh i was definitely like dude like I'll do your third album. Like I know the next philosopher, mathematician on in in the historical order that you're going for, but he hasn't we haven't done anything yet. So you're talking about like, totally case? dude. oh
0: dude, next c- continuum?
4: Joseph. Well, I think yeah. it'd be sick to do a one on John von Neumann, who's like, you know, one of the most famous uh scientists, philosophers. But anyway, we're we're <laughs> we're we're, we're super cool. Dude. We're talking want, about von Neumann, we're not it, in dude. Cali Death right now so it it
2: sounds
0: back. like something that cali death would talk about what are you talking about
2: it's cali like, tech death it's cali
1: yeah, death. yeah this is the lyrics of half the bands here
3: <laughs>
0: exactly yeah, know, right? and, you know what's so funny about most of this is like everybody who's watching this and listening to this like i guarantee 80 percent of you don't listen to any, or read any <laughs> lyrics that you fucking listen to dude. on the
4: other hand Guarante- if you need a consultant to you know check your your lyrics as is, is conceptually sound. I'm your guy. I will there you go. See it's kind of it. like
2: what it's kind of like Gabe recording his own drum you wanna, you He'll, he'll yeah. read over Put your, your e- lyrics.
0: There's email yeah. out your email yeah. out right now, dude. So you can make can all
4: get to you just, <laughs> just <laughs> caldi podcast at gmail dude. I'll, I'll co-op our Boom. email for that shit. <laughs> uh Gabe, I want to ask you uh about two projects uh Black Crown Initiate and Possessed. So just what's oh uh,
0: yeah possessed with the cali death dude let's hear this i didn't yeah know that's this. actually um,
4: that's the good but yeah how
1: did i get hooked up with possessed possessed okay claudius the guitar player for Possessed. he has been in dozens of bands in sacramento serpent and seraph he has done stuff with dragon lord and a bunch of other california bands i've known him for a long time he and his wife had or have an rv i work at an rv storage so they rolled into my work one day with their rv and wanted to store it with us and not that that has anything to do with possessed but it's just like another random time that we met and we started talking and for the possessed tour that was going to be coming up in april of this year that it got canceled the day before everyone flew out to start rehearsals. Um, But Claudius and I started talking because their drummer had some festival in Mexico that he was playing with this other band and that was booked before the possessed tour started. So he wasn't going to be able to do the tour. So they needed someone. And Claudius brought my name up, brought my name up and had shown them videos and everything. So we had gotten together and jammed a bunch of times. I, ordered the uh the little tiny drums casey help me what are those drums called um roto toms roto toms Thanks you (laughs) Uh,
0: i said piccolo
1: dude i don't (laughs) even know (laughs) so i got the roto toms and i started practicing with those and we started rehearsing and it was like you know right when coronavirus was starting to be a oh, very yeah. realistic thing in the United States.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's the day before everyone was flying to Sacramento and we were going to rehearse for three days and then fly to Texas to start this tour. And that's when everything started getting shut down. All these tours are getting canceled and we're trying to like, you know, hold on to the last string of hope and, you know, we, we can still go on with it and do this, but it was like so many shows were getting canceled before, and this was like one day before we're flying out. So it's like, you know, just call it now. So nothing ever happened with that. But, you know, hopefully in the future we'll still be able to do something. You know, I, I learned 17 songs and bought the Rototoms for this. And I still have them sitting next to my drum set right now and haven't had a chance to use them yet. And when am I ever going to use Rototoms if I'm not <laughs> playing for Possessed? So <laughs> it'll happen so we'll see i mean uh, because like talking with jeff becerra and the rest of the guys like even though they, they do have their drummer but they're all kind of like we put a lot into this you put a lot into this you learned a lot of songs for this like if nothing else comes out of this we at least want to play with you once kind of thing so that's awesome so hopefully at some point something will happen with the possessed guys and i look forward to it when it does Cause it's cool to kind of yeah, I mean that's like do something with something, you know. They're on the ground floor of death metal, so yeah, the, that's what I was
0: gonna say. It's like you, t- everybody talks about death and they talk about possessed. It's like who really who got this right. thing going, you know? Like yeah, for sure, possessed seven churches. They had the song yeah. death yep. metal. They coined this the term death metal, and there you listen to it. But yep. The only thing I got to say is that when you listen to Scream Bloody Gore, then it really makes sense. Well,
1: see, I think the difference is, and I may be wrong, but I think Death had considered themselves Death Metal when they put out Scream Bloody Gore, and even their demos prior to Scream Bloody Gore, and then... Maybe Possessed had heard that or caught wind of it or subconsciously not knowing that they had heard something and then titled the song Death Metal. So you know, I think it's it's somewhere between the two, but either way, Death and Possessed. There, yeah, and I mean, yeah, what you got also think about too simple.
0: is like uh, Chuck was over here in Antioch with the Sadist dudes, yeah, Masker uh, dudes, when they were doing the early, they did that fifth demo and yeah, you know, all
1: those Steve, guys. yeah,
0: that's when he yeah. when Ch- Chuck and Steve had had started hanging out and playing together was in antioch california and you're like "Whoa, dude that's so crazy that mantis was or mantis slash death like the bridge to death was happening in cali as well it's a it's a florida thing we'll always call it a florida thing because he he's from florida or whatever but it's just like yeah. that demo that kind of got him really bubbling up and got him signed was california and, and he was and, hanging out with California bands, you And, and
4: *Scream Bloody right. and Gore* was recorded in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, so it's. And I'm not saying I'm not, not. I'm not saying oh, we're gonna claim death metal. I'm just saying like, possessed death. It was all kind of happening over here, really. Right. And and that's kind of the root as to why we're we're the, the several scenes that have happened since then. Now here we are. We're we're doing this podcast we're we're bubbling up we're trying to show sacramento's got a deal you know we got fucking and, Gabe on here
1: uh, yeah and, and i think it's about time that you know someone does some sort of podcast like this whether it's the florida scene or east coast in general with the east coast punk and, and, and all that dude, shit. yeah and, or, and we're, we're starting that, with, with cali death or, but or, of course california death fest is going to start with guys like us because you know unique leader at the start is everything that you know the five of us lived you know we were all totally
0: dude and and we've made connections along the way and it's been it's branched out from california and now we want to bring it all in and show like what our scene has has done has uh, just the connections that we made the people that we've you know made deep connections with we want we want to just bring them in and just be like dude let's hear your story yeah and and that's why west you're coast, here best dude. coast west coast best coast dude.
4: whiz coast whiz that's coast. diego's thing whiz <laughs> <coast>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah whiz uh, coast
0: dude yeah. dude all right this was awesome dude where are we at all right so i just want I, I just want a closing from you dude like we haven't really been current like what are you doing right now what do you want to do from this point, um,
1: I mean, it's, it's it's so hard to say with COVID and everything else that's going so on. So
0: you're just you creating know? then, yeah just, so that's I'm, all that's all we can do is I'm, just make shit right now.
1: I'm working. I'm doing my day job, and I am doing a lot of session stuff, just recording and you know, like smaller up and coming bands or stuff. You know, I'm not recording anything major right now. Just just trying to get getting some income and working with anybody that has stuff that they've been writing during quarantine and need some drums on and doing the day job and trying to figure out, you know, what I'm going to do next with my bands and touring and everything else. So with
0: your situation, like I want everybody else to know who watches this, like we have the situation right now, this is a, a, a blessing to many musicians right now year oh yeah
1: 2021 is going to be the biggest year for that's health, what that i've been saying dude
0: I, I can't wait for the output i mean
3: I, I sure hope so <laughs> it,
1: no it, no it better I, be i, I better. mean i hope other i hope everyone else has been more productive than i have. <laughs> it's not a hope it's not a hope it's gonna
3: happen
0: human okay, humanity is gonna make it happen It they we have all this time they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna the output is going to be much bigger now that all these musicians that have been touring and, and all this kind of shit have been just put in their homes. Like they're going to have nothing else to do. So maybe
1: Muhammad finally got bored enough to write another. Oh,
0: episode. dude, that would be amazing to finally have. Dude, that would be amazing.
1: I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> oh, I've
0: been holding my breath for years, bro. I stopped. <laughs> be read oh yeah um, <laughs> all right
4: um should we wrap it up with 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 uh oh yeah about we,
0: we haven't dream. even asked anybody questions anybody's questions uh, is there anybody's questions
4: we don't have fan questions but i thought we could recycle the last week's fan question about uh or maybe it was two weeks ago about if you could be in a band with a dream metal band who would you pick as your lineup to play with um
1: so that is like choose my own members Mm -hmm. yeah
4: that's a good question to ask right
0: i like it i like it
1: um
0: you don't have to uh uh, so two one guitar player one bass player one vocalist yeah
2: you can can do two guitar players
1: yeah dude yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) do you slip nine nine members
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh shit that's a really hard question um I really love Vogue's guitar playing from Decapitated. I would love to jam with that dude. Um, Bass player. Maybe Stefano from Hideous Divinity. That dude's nuts. Italian dude. Um, And Corpse Grinder.
4: Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. That's a sick lineup.
1: Fuck yeah. I have no idea what would come of that, but uh, I already at it least one like time amazing. like to jam with those guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you guys would just do yeah. kill switch covers or what? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> dude, <laughs> the the first time I met
0: you kill switch, dude, that would be a fucking hilarious, bro. I think I, I was really like, really want to hear the whole, like, yeah. try and bust the clean parts, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, would I really <laughs> truly want to hear him bust the clean parts, dude.
1: I think I was probably 16 or 17 years old and I had just gotten my license and I went to an OzFest with Joel um, Barrera and his girlfriend and a couple friends of mine. And this was Cannibal Quartz was playing that year and Kill Switch and Six Feet Under and a bunch of other bands. And sometime during the OzFest show, Joel's girlfriend lost my keys and I drove us there. So we had no way of getting home until I could get a locksmith out to make me a new key for my van
3: mm-hmm.
1: but in the meantime while we were waiting for somebody to show up we were just like kind of walking around the fairgrounds in marysville and there's this gated off area around the side and it's all the bands just barbecuing we see all the guys from kill switch and cannibal corpse and stuff and we just kind of like find a little break in the fence and we go in there like we're a bunch of kids like obviously 16 17 years old you totally know how you feel dude yeah and we walk in there and we see like pat o'brien and pat o'brien like oh you guys want a beer?" And he's like giving <laughs> us beers and we see um it's a dude from kill switch with the short shorts and then the bat wings and oh adam, yeah. D, adam, d, adam d. D. d yeah and he's like feeding us burgers and stuff, and then we see Pat O'Brien again later, he's like, you know what? He's got two girls, like, one on each arm. He's like, I'm a bad man. I do cocaine. And he walks into the bus with these two girls. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like a kid at this time. Oh my God. And then we end up talking to Corpse Grinder, and we started talking about World of Warcraft and it's like two hours go by. Oh, yeah. dude. He's going, on. Oh, dude. What <laughs> the going, going on and on. I'm like, bro, I've never wild? played Warcraft. What are you talking about? And
0: dude. Yeah, so that did, was the I'm, first
1: time I like met anyone famous from the metal world. And I was like a kid waiting to have someone come make a key for my car so I could go home. And I was like, <laughs> I met all these guys, and Adam hey, D hey, still around hey. in the short shorts. And I'm, it's like It's a blessing in disguise,
0: on? dude. No, we awesome. just that's left. We like didn't biggest, meet any of those like, guys.
1: Concert memories. That's sick. that's awesome, dude.
0: Yeah. yeah, tour bus parking lot memories are pretty fucking awesome, yeah. dude. Heavy metal. You can parking remember. Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: dude.
0: Well, I to take it back to Dan Kenny. Dan Kenny has given Joel and I plenty of uh, opportunities to meet some pretty. Awesome celebrity. Oh yeah, Yeah, Dan has
1: no filter, and he's not afraid to go up and just start conversation with. He'll
2: just throw you in the
4: biggest band's bus. He's my best friend.
0: We go in there. We fucking. It's like, dude, meet my friend here. Meet my friend here. And uh, throughout the time, Alex Alex Webster has two, three of my band shirts, and I'm like, wait, what? He has Carnivorous, a Carnivorous logo (laughs) T-shirt. How does when Alex Webster have a carnivorous logo t-shirt? Joel and I
1: were at NAMM and I was talking to Danny and he was like, oh yeah, I was talking to the bass player from Slipknot the other day and like, we somehow your name came up and he's like a huge fan of yours. I'm like, how the hell has anyone from <laughs> Slipknot heard of me? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. yeah i still don't really believe him but maybe it's so that's, true I don't that's know. one I, cool I know. thing about
2: dan dan will bring up like the underground shit with wants, like all that yeah. for us dude. that's his deal for us dude yeah yeah fuck yeah good shit guys
3: yeah yeah
0: dude this is fucking awesome dude yeah. i had a really good time tonight
3: yeah,
1: thank you guys so much for having me. me. I appreciate oh, yeah, it. Yeah, and and yeah, call me yeah. back anytime. I mean, I'm always down,
0: dude. Oh yeah, we're talking about part twos with everybody, dude. We're gonna have a Black <laughs> Seeds of Vengeance part two, dude. Hell yeah, sweet. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um,
4: check so, out um, real quick Gabe's bands. Pretty much any band, check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal.
0: That's exactly what I was gonna Death say, dude. Like, that's funny. Just google his name dude because if we didn't talk about (laughs) the bands that he's been involved in you're gonna find them we only missed like
2: 17 bands i think (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we left out at least 17 bands and
0: all the other bands are sick as fuck dude we didn't just because we left them out doesn't mean they're not sick uh this is amazing there was one thing okay I I can't remember what else I was just about to say. (laughs) It's a deep night. Yeah, let's call it. Um,
4: (laughs) Thanks for listening as usual. Fucking come back next week. We got a good show coming up. Yeah, dude. We
0: got uh, Obi next week. We got Obi Inherit and Pathology coming next week. And then uh, after that, we're going to do Thanksgiving. But yeah, so Obi next week, he's already locked in, confirmed. We're going to hear some more early Cali death. So Cal. Yeah. History.
5: We have Dave after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, too. dude.
2: Yeah. 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 Cattle? Yeah. We got some really good Daily stuff. Dave. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. I, love I, love Dave.
0: I just want to, again, <laughs> thank all the people who have been watching, subscribing, you know, yep. it'd be so awesome. If you guys can just tell your friends and tell your friends to tell them, Tell their friends and just keep it going because it's just like (laughs) we're trying to get this going. We're trying to get everybody uh, into this shit. So it's just like, uh, yeah, dude, just spread it as much as you can, dude. That's all (laughs) I got
2: to say. Joel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah just, keep, Fuck yeah, yeah, just bro. fucking
2: yeah. spread it bro just keep spreading <laughs> just as long as you just keep spreading like i mean uh, it's all about dude, spreading i'm, t- I'm, I'm sorry just... <laughs> i
0: am tired i gotta work tomorrow i'm sorry i'm it's getting kinda, a little dude, loopy you gotta just i've had a couple it, of nights nice... yeah, just spread
2: it dude. Just when you spread get to, it. Spread it when no. you get get to work tomorrow well, to honest, Just
0: spread dude, it i'm gonna i'm gonna rep them again <laughs> a couple of these bad boys will get you Exactly, spreading. dude. That guy
2: spreads for sure, dude. He <laughs> spreads it hard. Anthony's dude. all <laughs> spreaded right That's now. Anthony's spreading so hard, <laughs> <laughs> all, all
3: right,
2: guys. love you guys, so, dude. Gabe, yeah. thanks
5: again for coming on. Yeah, yeah. thanks,
0: yeah, Gabe. Guys. Yeah, fuck yeah. us so Do our, our just do yeah. our last uh quick goodbye after this, though, dude. Cool. Don't awesome. leave me
2: hanging. All right, fuck all yeah, right. guys. Next all week. Right. We're gone.
0: You.